everybody, this is Rob. And from March 1st to March 7th, 100% of the proceeds from your Amazon.com purchases from the links on robhasawebsite.com will be donated to the Reality Rally. The Reality Rally is all about raising funds for Michelle's Place, which assists women with breast cancer and supports screening services for early detection of the cancer. So, for the first week of March, find the best deals on everything you need and help support a great cause when you start your shopping at robhasawebsite.com slash Amazon. Coming to you live from my spy shack, it's Rob Has a Podcast. And now, here's the guy who's never once been accused of being either cute or hot, Rob Sesternino. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of uh, Rob Has a Podcast. We are live here. In We are li- broadcasting live. We are working here without a net. I'm going to try to do this show completely in one sitting, no pauses, no breaks, no bathroom breaks, no nothing, because I am here live in the studio here with my good friend. You know him as the understudy for this year's Mr. Survivor. <laughs> it's Otis Bushkowskis. Hey, Rob, and, and hey, RHAP. It's great to be back. I feel like I was just here a few days ago. Yeah. Well, you, you are here. You, actually, you were here for the first time ever live in this studio. Right. We were, uh, it was uh, less than a year ago. When we sat and we had a marathon three-hour podcast, little did we know that you were only months away from going and being on Survivor again. Yeah, it's it's been a wild year, uh, and and you know Dom has come since to to grace your life with a baby, and now I got a baby on the way, and I have a failed Survivor season under my belt. I, things are good. Hey, a middling Survivor season, <laughs> right? Right, right, right. Yeah, you yeah. don't know anything about a failed Survivor season. To, to be fair, I don't yet, but I assume if I played again, I'd probably go out early just you to have the you, full experience is there i'm trying to think we have to have the fact checker check this is there anybody who's done worse every time i guess russell russell's been the, he's but uh he actually did pretty good two times yeah uh, i wonder if anybody had like the, well, what, what, go uh, what did ozzy do ozzy the first time made it all the way to the end yeah the next time he finished ninth and then he went fourth right is that no ozzy's made the merge every yeah time. i think he was ninth ninth you know the ninth from from number one he was yeah, he had. Yeah, he was like he's like a valley. He's yeah. like two times like close to the end, and then one time yeah. like sort of. I, I would like to think if I played again, I'd be like a valley, but something tells me it'd be more like a down a down slope. Yeah, Tina was the valley. She yeah, was, yeah. she was the biggest valley. She was the valley. Was All the right, valley. but let's not talk about other survivors. We're here to talk about Survivor Kagayan. That's they, right. A lot of people say that since you're the master of pronunciation, how do you say this Survivor season? I, I say Kagayan. Kagayan. But, but that's just me. I mean, I don't know if I'm right or wrong. Did but... you see Tyson had a vine yesterday? I did. About, I did and see that vine. He, I think Tyson said it's pronounced Kagayan. Yeah, I think he said that. I mean, when we were out there, we said Kagayan. Yeah. But I, I figure that I'm not there anymore, so I can say Kagayan and it'll sound better. Yeah, I used to say Kagayan. Some people said it's Kagayan. So I'm really I'm more confused than ever. This is yeah. A, this, a, a, this is bronze brains beauty. Let's just cut to the chase. Yeah, BBB. This is, is. Otis Aris all over again this for is, me. Uh, well, we don't need to reload that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we've got a, a lot to get to here today. We're going to talk about everything that happened. We're going to play your voicemails. We're going to talk about the survivors on social media. And it was a busy night for the survivors on social media. Uh, we've got clips for you. We got Jeff Probst's inappropriate uh, line of the night. So so much to get to here. I'm very excited to be back here on the Survivor podcast. Uh, of course, we have our Survivor Know-It-Alls last night, Stephen Fishback. Stephen Fishback was giddy last night. 
Was he? I mean, it was he, a great. It was a great first episode. Yeah, he was pumped up. I, I loved the episode. I was so stoked on it. So it was a good Survivor know-it-alls. I did exit interview this morning with David and with Garrett. And those are all available on robinswebsite.com. And you can also uh, subscribe to the Survivor podcast and all feeds podcasts on robinswebsite.com as well. So, so my thing, with not, not jumping too deep into it, with David was his, his last words were, I have no regrets. So here's my question to you, Rob. To say you have no regrets after going home first, are you either a Zen master or are you a master of denial? Boy, um, I think you're sort of like, hey, my life is great anyway. You know, I don't need, you know, Survivor wasn't that big a deal to me. Right, which is a shame. I mean, it, it shouldn't be that big a deal, but you should be able to look back and going home first and be like, all right, I made a lot of mistakes. I have a few regrets about how I played the game. Not that you're going to take that I think regrets you. is the wrong word. I think you could say, I have no regrets, but I made mistakes. Right. Like, I feel like that regrets means like, I think it has like a negative connotation to it of, like, oh, I hate my life. Oh, what did I do this? Yeah. Like, let me, where's, let me start drinking because yeah. I have regrets. I mean, I look back at my second season. I, have, I mean, I have regrets my first season and my second season, but I don't, I don't carry those with me every day. I just look back and say, if I was going to do things differently in a heartbeat, I would. Yeah. So overall, by the way, the numbers were up for Survivor. That Some people are calling it the RHAP bounce. Really? Yes. A lot of people are attributing that to... Uh, RHAP that the survivor ratings are up. Well, if that's the case, then I expect a check <laughs> coming this way. Sure. Yes. Uh, and by a lot of people, I mean uh, really uh, some of the Robbins podcast interns. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, like, uh, and the tabulator, perhaps. Yeah. And maybe Nicole. No, Nicole says I'm, I've hurt the show. Well, Nicole's got a lot of opinions. <laughs> yeah. No, in all seriousness, no, I, I really feel like the, I feel like the social media for this show ha- really helps it. Yeah, and I feel like more and more, like as TV becomes more and more of a of a wasteland, uh, and there's like more and more like pockets of things, like you know, it, it's more and more sparse. Like I feel like there's a lot of new stuff that comes on which has no audience and no fan base. Whereas Survivor, I kind of feel like is something that has this established fan base and has people who identify themselves as Survivor fans. And I feel like that that means something going up against shows that don't have that fan base, a brand new show that comes on like that's has nothing for it. Absolutely. And I think like the coolest part about RHAP is that it connects the fans to the contestants, which is a blurry line because I'm both. Yeah, I'm a fan and a contestant. Oh, honest. No, I'm both. And now I'm a fan of RHAP. And now now I'm forced to listen. You're forced to listen. Yeah, it's because it's good. Against your will. Um, Okay, so let's let's jump into this. Um, I guess let's pick up where we left off with the episode last night. And let's talk about that crazy tribal council and that crazy last 15 or 20 minutes of the episode. And let me get your take on it. People have heard what I have to say about this. But take us through from Rice Gate 2.0 right. to then voting out Garrett instead of Jatia. All right. So they, let's go back from they, they get home from the challenge. Yeah. Okay. So you know what Garrett wants to do. Garrett wants to eliminate the possibility for any trouble because he knows he's got the majority numbers so what all he's trying to do is babysit but he takes a really bad approach Mm -hmm. okay and this is a mistake i made my first season and i didn't pay the price that garrett paid he decides let's have an open dialogue but he's doing it in a manipulative way he's not saying i really want an open dialogue he's saying i'm gonna force you all to say what you need to say and then i'm gonna shut it down after that unfortunately what he's doing is he's making everyone follow his direction which you do not want to do in survivor and you certainly don't want to do it on the second vote out. Um, so he, already he's creating this sense of I, I, I control the game. And that's the last thing you want to do early in the game. So he does that, right? And then 
you know, obviously Tasha has a problem with it because Tasha wants to flip the game on its head and get Cass's opinion and whatnot. Um, and, and she actually manages to get Cass alone. Well, first of all, two things. Garrett needs to understand the game. And he needs to understand the full scope of the game, production of the game. If there's a vote coming, production's going to take every contestant alone for at least 10, 20 minutes for an interview. Mm-hmm. So as much as Garrett wants to babysit, there will be a time when Garrett isn't away from the tribe. What Garrett should have done is Garrett should have talked to his alliance, made sure everybody was solid, allowed everybody to talk, but then just babysat. So instead of saying you can't talk, just been with them when they talked, if that makes sense. People don't like to hear you can't do this. No, they hate that. They hate that. They do, don't say you can't do this. What you do is you say you, you have your conversations that you need to have with the people you need to have. You, you tell the person who's going home they're not going home. And then you babysit that person to make sure they can't stand you. Yeah. That's the game. That's the game plan. Yeah. There's no like, you know, second thing where we just tell you this is what's going to happen and nobody's allowed to do anything. There's the real story. And then there's like the cover story. Exactly. And, and the intrigue is, wait, so is the story they're telling me the real story or the fake story? Exactly. That's what makes it interesting. Now, then you have then you have Tasha who's flipping out, like crying. I can't play this game which is a little short-sighted on her part. First of all, Garrett's playing the game, he's, albeit a poor play. I mean, he's trying to make a play. Garrett's move was a strategic move. I don't agree with the strategy, but it was a strategy. It was let's, let's quell all opportunity to have strategy so that my strategy becomes the lone strategy and by default is the, 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 the dominant strategy because there's nothing else, right? So Tasha can't say that there's not strategy happening. It's happening. It's just poorly thought out which gives her a lot of space to maneuver mm-hmm. so you know she's down at the beach with Cass talking to Cass Garrett comes over and and in like the in my opinion probably the least authentic way says no I'm just coming down to, to say hello there's no authenticity there and early in the game you want to try to be as honest and as authentic as possible because you don't have to you don't have to scramble as much now that being said there's six people in a tribe so I guess it is a little bit closer to an end game situation with six than it would be say with Mm-hmm. but you know they make their way back up and Jatia has dumped the rice essentially squashing her chances you know essentially telling you know tasha has to at this point no okay well there's no way Cass is going to switch now not with this move but my favorite part of that whole thing is three minutes after dumping the rice she says yeah not my greatest moment so, so Jatia's strength she's got this awareness the self-awareness that comes right after like a huge emotional surge which makes me wonder is she pregnant well, three, three minutes in the episode, not three minutes from... No, like, no, no. Yeah. no. Um, three minutes from after dumping the rice. Yes. Yeah, yeah, in the episode. We don't know how much time had elapsed. Right. Correct, yeah, yeah. But it was daytime when she dumped the rice, and it was nighttime by Tribal Council. So easily, this could be like three or four hours Well, later. I don't think she... She didn't say not my greatest moment when she dumped... It, at Tribal, she said that it, it, in a... In a I, I, I don't know. I'm sure the tabulator can check or, or one of the interns, but I think that happened in the daytime as well. When okay. We have to go back and take a look at that. Um. That being said, though, um, let's talk about a, a bunch of that, things there. First off, let me hear what you have to say, uh, say about this because you've been there much more recently. You have your finger on the pulse on this better than I do. Cass, did she change her vote at Tribal Council? Or Absolutely. Did you, she did. She changed her vote at Tribal Council. Uh, you know, uh, Garrett, just to, to, to top off his blundery day, gets to Tribal Council and he says, Here's my alliance. Yes. You know if you got three tribes, there's going to be a pre-merge switch. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden, you've alienated at least one person who's going to tell everybody else who the two other people you were in an alliance with. 
mm-hmm. right? That's a terrible mistake. So he, he should have never outed his Cass Spencer alliance. But Cass is now being forced to out her line. Spencer's being forced to out his alliance. Again, this is not something that he's talked about with these people. He's outing them. He's not giving them any permission. So I think, and my guess is that Cass saw that and said, I can't play with him. It's, it's too dangerous to play with him. It's better to play with someone like Jatia who will have an emotional outburst, not strategically, you know, but just an emotional outburst, than to play with someone like Garrett who's going to try to control me and make really poor decisions once he has my control. But... Explain to me the difference between what Cass did last night and what Monica Culpepper did uh, in the vote. I think it was when Vetus went home, where she voted for Vetus because she got mad and she wanted to get something back for for Brad. And Tyson and Jervis were pissed about this. I mean, isn't that what Cass is doing? Basically, she's voting however she feels like voting at Tribal Council. Even the stuff that happened before Tribal Council, where... You know, Jatia is asking her, well, what's what are you thinking tonight? She's like, well, actually, I'm thinking about voting you out. And so she's basically uh, a little bit of a freelancer out there. That yeah, she's, she's absolutely of- freelancing. She yeah, good. Good point, Rob. She has already alienated Jatia by saying twice now at two separate uh, before two separate tribal councils. I think it should be you. Yeah. Now, as yet, go- she saves her- Jatia's ass. She saves Jatia's ass. So but but so now you have to see Cass is operating as. As as Penner would like to say, the fulcrum point. So there's there's Spencer. He says it. Well, well, Penner said it about what seventeen times in one episode. Okay. Okay. So so the the, the fulcrum here is 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 Cass, and she's between Spencer and Garrett or Jatia and Tasha. So she knows that going in, and of course she's made her pledge to Spencer and Garrett, and I'm sure she's. My guess is that she's already made her pledge to Jatia and Tasha as well. So she comes into tribal, probably assuming she's voting Jatia. But knowing if she switches her vote, she has two people who are who are going to be with her. You know what would have been problematic for her is if Tasha had not voted Jatia. If Tasha would have seen the writing on the wall and said, "You know what? I don't want to write Garrett's name down because I don't want to alienate myself because it'd be Jatia that goes." Yeah, do you th- I, I'm sure more was said at the tribal council. Do you think the cast probably got the sense that Tasha was definitely going to vote for? Yeah, her? I, I I get the sense that cast. Communicated. I think what Cass, my guess is this is what happened. Cass probably looked at, at Tasha at a certain point and, and, you know, without saying it out loud, probably said, well, let's go with the girl. Yeah, I think what Garrett said was more damning to Tasha and his chance to work with her when he said the thing about, uh, you know, ask anybody in the alliance. Uh, I mean, what do you say, the group or the tribe, right. that he was saying that Tasha and Jatia are together. Right. And so, and then... That, and basically, that you know, they called him out and they said, "Okay, yes, yeah, so I have an alliance with Spe- with Spencer and with Cass." And then Tosh was like, well, "I'm not in the alliance." Like, right. And then, I think she. And thought then my that favorite, she was my the favorite four. was when Jatia after that said, "And what about me?" Yeah. What? Oh, which four? Yeah, not you. You're not in the four. You're out. <laughs> so this is amazing. So Jatia is kind of reminds me a little bit of Sierra early in the game. Okay. Jatia has been saved twice now. By moves that she's not responsible for, and by players who really don't have any, you know, reason to save her except to further themselves in the game, and that's a lot. A lot of what happened with Sierra early in the game. You look at John Cody's blindside, and then you look at um, Mr. Culpepper's blindside, which wasn't so much a blindside because it was just a shocking uh, Caleb switch at Tribal. I, I feel like Jatia is becoming Sierra. So my hope is with Jatia is that something wakes her up soon enough and she starts playing kind of like Sierra did in her end game. Yeah, but you really think that's going to happen? No. No. no, 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 no. I don't think Jatia is there to play Survivor. I, 
Well, I think she's there to let the world know she loves nerds, Rob. And I think, is, is I think you need to respect on? that. I think you need to respect the fact that she loves nerds and, and stop meddling in people's love lives, Rob. Yeah, she she obviously <laughs> loves nerds. Like anybody like anybody who is uh, great at puzzles and has respect for the tribe's rice, so she is a uh, she loves nerds. Yeah, I, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. You know, uh, talk about shooting yourself in the foot. She dumped the rice assuming she was going home, and she's there yeah. now. And, 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 and in the next episode on Survivor... You know, they show these gnarly monsoons hit. And I know because we followed the weather after we left that area. They, they filmed on the exact beaches we were on. So, uh, um, and in fact, where the brains are, that is where the Merge Tribe was. And that's where our Tadana Tribe was. And they've said your season, the Blood versus Water, was like the best weather from any, the best. From any season. It rained more in that first half of the first episode on last night's episode and last you know last night's episode then it did our whole season yeah so you can see coming up that they, they i remember following the weather two major monsoons hit them during filming so they are in for a gnarly ride which makes you think maybe they didn't really need the rice because how are they going to keep that fire going to boil it anyways mm-hmm. uh, but there is ample food i guess it was. um some people have said to me do you think garrett was going to quit they said uh garrett was coming off kind of like in in austin and he was somebody, he was checked out of the game. Did you feel like that there was a Garrett quit coming potentially? I mean, take a look at the the type here where you have like 1% body fat coming into the game. That seems to never really go well. Well, Danny Boatwright won it. And Danny's strategy going in was I'm going to starve myself going in. So when starvation hits. Okay, how about let's talk about uh, big men with uh, muscles, muscle and just about no body fat. Yeah, I, 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 but I see, here's the thing with Garrett is I don't think that Garrett really understood Survivor when he came into it. And I think he was there for a photo shoot more than he was to really play the game. My strategy the second time around was to starve myself as well. Now I don't have muscles like Garrett, so you all couldn't see Mm -hmm. those, those bodacious biceps, but I was trying, believe me, I was trying to starve myself so that my starvation happened before the game. Because basically when you're starving, you go through a gnarly detox initially. And that's the most painful part. Once you get through that, you kind of cruise. Yeah. Lightheadedly cruise. Would you recommend that? I would. I would tell anybody going on Survivor, start detoxing immediately because you're going to go through a gnarly detox when you get out there because you're not putting anything else in your body. I mean, I would agree with you on certain things on like, uh, you know, coffee, cigarettes, of course, you know, uh, from Shane Powers, booze, stuff like that. But I kind of feel like just, you know, pack on the excess. Yeah, I see. I, I did that my first time. And it was a it was a gnarly experience. My second time around, I didn't eat anything more than fruit for the last two weeks before I went out there. And that was good? And it was great. I didn't have I mean, granted, there was a lot of food where we were. So I didn't really have there was never a time I was hungry, ever. Yeah. Okay. Um but yeah, so I don't I don't think Garrett was gonna quit. I don't think that was gonna happen. I think that just Garrett Garrett comes off via the edit as someone who's who's incredibly spoiled to me. He seems like he a- wanted people to bring he wanted somebody to bring him chicken and vegetables. Yeah, on a plate. He 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 seems spoiled. He seems entitled. What kind of poker game is he at, where they're bringing him chicken and vegetables? Well, I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, not my poker games. But you play poker, right? Yeah, absolutely. Does that have? I mean, is eating at the table okay? If there's pizza, I guess I mean, so. <laughs> I'm not playing high stakes poker, Rob. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I I don't know. Garrett Garrett comes off to me as like being somebody who, and granted, I don't know him, so this is based on the edit, and he could be a really cool dude. Uh. But he comes off to me as somebody who's entitled and 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 spoiled, mm-hmm. you know. And and I think 
you know, perhaps the problem with him being on the Brains Tribe and everybody else who's on the Brains Tribe, Jatia especially, Jatia and Garrett are kind of two of the worst. Maybe David was guilty of it too, is that they then really believe that they are God's gift to intelligence. And, and, and it's interesting because Jeff even mentioned at the start of the episode, he's like, listen, these guys all have an IQ of, what is it, average over, over 130, yeah. right? Well, IQ is just one way of testing intelligence. There's emotional intelligence, there's social intelligence. And so it was a very specific test to how these people were chosen. And so I, I don't know, I think Garrett's guilty of kind of drinking the Kool-Aid and thinking, oh, I got this all figured out and, and, and then playing a really poor game. I mean, it is a real thing. Like when you give people a label, they like feed into that label, Absolutely. like that label that you give them. So I'm sure telling people they are the brains tribe makes them feel like they're smarter. Yeah. And when everyone tweets me and says most boring winner ever, how do you think that makes me feel, Rob? <laughs> Did that make you Snore. feel more boring? Yeah. I just start. I just stop talking. I just, just mumble. Mm. Um, <laughs> I went back this morning and I watched the tribal council again okay. and, uh, I wanted to just sort of make sure I followed what was, what was happening. And it felt like to me in the tribal council that Cass and Tasha are blaming Garrett for what happened with the rice, right? That they're basically like Jeff Garrett was so concerned with, you know, being paranoid and what we were doing that now we have no rice, right? And like I felt like Jatia almost like got none of the blame for this. I felt like Ta- like Tasha and um Jat- I'm sorry Tasha and Cass were blaming Garrett for the fact that the rice was turned over. See, yeah. So I mean, why do you think that happens? I think that happens. I think that happens in a tribe because because Garrett has shown himself and and is behaving like a controlling prick, and so they're looking for reasons to blame Garrett. Uh, it's obvious that Garrett did not have a coalition of people not wanting to strategize. You know, Spencer didn't want to do that. Cass obviously didn't want to do that. And Tasha didn't want to do that. So they're resentful already. And then for him to come down to the beach and kind of leave her alone, I don't think that was, I don't, obviously, it's not, obviously not his fault Jatia did that. But I think that they're just looking for reasons, especially at the point where they, ooh, I might, ch- can I change pot, mid podcast my thought on whether Cass changed her vote? Sure. It might be that she came in knowing she was going to vote Garrett, and a lot of times you just want to rationalize your vote. So you make somebody the bad guy because you're sending them home because it's hard to do it. Mm-hmm. So it very easily could be the reason that Jatia is not getting blamed is because they know they're voting Garrett and they want to justify it emotionally. My thought on the matter is that I think that 99% of the time people don't change their vote at tribal council. I think people come in knowing what they're going to do. Right. It's hard to say, man. I mean, they didn't give us much. I, I would be sh- I wouldn't be shocked either way if she changed it at tribal council or or if she came in knowing. I mean, it, now that we bring up the fact that Jatia got away with the rice, it sounds to me like they knew, Tosh and Cass knew what was Seems going like down. a talking point more than anything. Yeah, well, I mean, this is what happens for, for the listeners at home. To vote somebody off, unless you don't like them, it's hard. It's hard to vote somebody off. So what you do is you try to not like them. You try to figure out reasons in your own head why you shouldn't like them. And then you can justify voting them off because it kind of feels like you're killing them when you vote them out of the game. At a, at a very core emotional level, you're essentially kicking them out, right? So you, you, you want to justify it in your own head. And so what you do is you find reasons. So for Cass and for Jatia, it very easily could have been their way of justifying his boot. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, not intellectually, emotionally. Yeah. 
it really was, you know, one of the more interesting things that happened. But and I still I can't believe that it did happen because I mean, even like watching the episode, did you think that Jatia was going home? I thought Jatia was going. In fact, I was going to come here today and complain about the editing because right. God, did they signal Jatia? What a great job the editors did. I mean, we were watching the show last night. We were right here, and Nicole Nicole was sitting right here, and Jeff Probst is like, "All right, well, that was that was very interesting. It should be a crazy vote." And I'm like, "No, it shouldn't. It's going to be everybody's going to vote out the person that spilled the rice." Yeah, and they did not. No, they didn't. Though, so I mean, like, but, but how does Jatia then make up for spilling the rice? How oh, does Jat- she come back to camp and make up for it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this out there. Yes. Okay. This is a, a first. Okay. Big rainstorm coming. Yeah. I think that there's a better than zero percent chance Jatia quits the game. I could see not Jatia even, quitting. Not even voted out. I could see this being I, someone's gonna quit. Someone's gonna quit. The rainstorms that they hit them are some of the worst that have ever hit a Survivor production. Somebody's quitting. If anyone's quitting so far. It's Jatia or Lindsay. Ooh. Um, well, let's not talk about the Bronya. We'll, okay, we'll all right, let's not get that. But I, I think a Jatia quit at this point in the game, I think could be at about like a 40% chance. If Jatia quits next episode, can we get a film crew to go back in time and just film David, Garrett, and Jatia back at Ponderosa? <laughs> yes. Can we make that a show? Make Ponderosa videos. <laughs> uh, but I really feel like that... Let's talk about the game starting with David okay and David's move and it was like you know the between these two guys between David and Garrett these guys single-handedly blew everything blew everything that so the game starts and they say all right David you're the leader and he and Cass she has to say something again I talked about this with Steven last night just don't say anything offensive about people in that first when you're lined up with Jeff right I don't typically like men in suits first thing Cass says yeah why say that yeah so She's like, well, I like David, but I don't typically like men in suits or I don't trust men in yeah. suits, whatever. Don't say that. Immediately, immediately you're creating a, a, a reason to have conflict. But he was bad, too, because then he said a couple things. One, he, like, took offense to – I watched this clip a couple times. He was, like, really annoyed about that. He's like, actually, uh, it's not a suit. The top and top bottom don't match. doesn't match the bottom. It's right. just a blazer. Right. Just like, like, that was, like, um, an indignant thing to say. And then Jeff asked him, you know, who, okay, who's the weakest? And he, like, I felt like it was an aggressive move. In his exit interview with me, he said he wanted to come off strong like a leader and have no indecision. But he, like, pats um, Garrett on the back, like, very hard. Right. And it seemed like, you know, an F you. A classic case of overplaying the game early. I can relate to this. You know, my last season I played, remember I wrote Jervis's name down? Right. Right? I, I wrote Jervis's name down because I really didn't want to write Candace's name down. I knew Candace was going home, but I didn't want to ruin Vetus's chances with working with John. So I wrote Jervis's name down thinking, oh, this is genius. I know it's a throwaway vote. Jervis is my friend. I'll be fine. But right away, it started getting people thinking like, this guy is a thinker. Mm-hmm. The, there's two things that I was, I was thinking about this as I was coming over here. There's two things that you don't want to do. One, you don't want people thinking you're playing the game. So David, if he chooses Garrett, he can still have the same reason for choosing Garrett. But what he should say is something to the effect of, this guy looks like his muscles are just for show. He doesn't really seem like he has strength. Mm-hmm. Somebody, like Some reason that doesn't have any strategic value. If he gives that, that makes sense. What he said in his exit interview was then he went to Garrett after the fact and said, I thought there was going to be a challenge, and I thought you would win the challenge. But Garrett did, w- didn't really uh, have that. Right. 
So that's something that maybe he should have said. That's something that maybe David should have said there. But the fact that he did anything besides pick Cass makes people think, what is this guy up to? And it also makes, while I was watching it, I was thinking Rob Sesternino picked Cass as the first boot. Well, that's down the drain for Rob. His early prediction is no. gone. <laughs> I feel like I, in some ways, like my my predictions were very on point on some things and off point on other things. Yeah, I mean, M- Morgan was my first boot prediction. Yeah, and, almost, and almost, almost, almost happened. So, so here's the thing. Here's my question for you, Rob. Yeah, let's say you go back on Survivor. Okay, and let's say you get chosen as the leader. What what tribe? Unless they're throwing me under the bus. Uh, okay. who would it, it, who would choose me as the leader? Okay, but, okay, we'll okay, go. With let's that. just say sure. you get chosen as the leader, Rob. And it's the same choice you make. Do you ever consider choosing yourself? I don't know if you if you could. Um, it, it's it, it's interesting. I wonder if uh, that if that would be. Allowed. I don't think I would be brave enough to do that because I honestly I don't think people are getting voted out of the game. But you could go to Exile Island. You could go to right. like Ugh. right. There's a lot of bad things that can happen. Yeah, I'm, so I wouldn't. I would just do whatever is the most straightforward thing, right. so people aren't thinking. You know, what is this guy up to? Right, but let's. Let, 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 I mean, just looking at the... Uh... I wouldn't get picked the leader. There's no scenario where, who are these five other people? Unless they're all just trying to scumbag me right. from the get-go. <laughs> they're like, oh, let's just throw Rob under the bus. Well, I, I want to... Hats off to Spencer. Because Spencer, in his pregame interviews, I thought, uh-oh, Spencer's going to overplay this thing. He Wasn't he good? He did a great job this episode. He stayed it behind. Under the radar. He let David be the leader. And he let... Even when he became low man on the totem pole at the end of that tribal... He tells a funny little joke. Yeah. Without being bitter, without anything. And you can see this this guy, it, although he's not in a great position right now, an unenviable position. Right. He is somebody who I'm keeping an eye but on as a potential. That, and that's how you do it. You be the villain in your confessional. Like exactly. don't be the don't be an a-hole to the group. You need to get people to like you. Right. Be the person who and and there's a lot of people that have done this well. Fair play. Uh, his first time Tyson. was was great was great at this. Tyson, yeah. Say the say your quippy things, right. but when you're just with the producers, right. not when you're with the group. Fairplay probably had the best. Uh, what what is it? The honor, the the pat, our fallen victims. Oh, fallen comrades in his first season. Yeah, when he the first boot. Oh, oh! In the second time he was there. No. Oh, oh! What do you say? In uh, Panama. What? Uh, what do you say? It was a girl. Yeah, Nicole Delma. Some people think I'm married to her. <laughs> oh, really? That's yeah. Awesome. That's great. You could have two potential wives. <laughs> Move to Utah. Um. It, yeah, he says. Uh, I, I'm sorry, anyone from Utah listening to this, I apologize. That was incredibly insensitive of me. No, he says. Uh, he's, he's, like, he picks up her torch and he, Nicole, rock and body. <laughs> That's good. On. Yeah. It's like fair play. Wow. What yeah. a what a sensitive soul he is. Don't go back to this brain strike. Right. Okay, so so first, you, so first you have so David strikes first, and this is like that. Basically, this was sort of like the scenario where it was like these two guys like had a you know nuclear war against each other, and they both they both lost. Right, which kind of is a little bit like what happened to Mikey B and the wrestler. Yeah, right? Joel. a little bit like that. Yeah, Joel and Mikey B. So yeah, so David strikes first, right? Overplaying, overthinking the game, and then of course he's created an enemy. He's going to create an enemy either way. It was either going to be Cass or it was going to be Garrett. But Garrett is obviously the, the only real muscle on a tribe of brains. Yeah. So a poor choice. He strikes first. Garrett strikes back and gets David. Yeah. And at that point, Garrett should have laid when down the, his when sword. When the move should have been vote out Jatia or, or Cass. Exactly. Well, I, so you look at it. All right. Who did Garrett have with him? 
Um, so the person that uh, Garrett had Jatia Spencer and Spencer, yeah, right, because you calmed down Jatia. Well, well, there was it seemed like there was three twos, three pairs of two. So right. it was uh, David and Cass were together. It's right. seemingly right. Spencer and Garrett were together, and then uh, Jatia and Tasha were together. Right. So if Spencer and Garrett decide to go with the Cass and David twosome instead of the um, Jatia and Tasha twosome. Or you know, or say, look, hey, Jatia, she was she slowed us down in the in the in the challenge, and she was really bossy. Let's vote out Jatia. This is totally different. They don't lose the second challenge, right? If if they vote out Jatia at the right. first the first vote, they don't lose Jatia, and and but which, and they have the rice, right? They have the rice, but but the other thing is is that let's let's just say they they do what they do. Why why not just vote out Cass? You've already got a, a, a group of four people working together. Why now try to change that? Well, up? that's at the second vote. Right. The right move would have been to vote out cast. And I talked about this with, with Garrett, where I said, look, uh, in a group of six, four into six equals in three <laughs> into six equals out. OK. Or uh, yeah, I know. I know it's down to I know it's down to five, but what, right. whatever. Um, stick with you have four. Yeah. Stick with it. Stick with it. Make the play. Yeah, and he was talking about, well, I thought well, there was going to be a tribe swap and whatever. But when you start playing the game further out than you are, then th- this is where you get into trouble. Yeah, you stumble. It's just like anything. You know, you look too far ahead of you and you stumble on the things right under you. And face. that's going back to David also. He said, Jeff asked him, so I got to ask you that. Why Garrett? And he's like, well, this is a move uh, thinking about the second two thirds of the game. Why would anybody say that in front of everybody? Why? Why ever let anybody know you're playing the game? You want people to think you're just there for an adventure. That's probably the best story you could tell the rest of the tribe. Oh, there's other and one other thing you don't want people to know. What's that? You don't want people to know if somebody else has more your allegiance than theirs. If somebody else has more of your allegiance than Okay, sure. Okay. So let's take for example Cass. Yeah. Okay. Cass does not want Tasha, or sorry, sorry, Garrett does not want Tasha to think that Cass is more with Garrett than with Tasha. Let's say that one more time. I gotta get like a map. Okay, Garrett, Garrett, Garrett. When he's looking, he doesn't want Tasha to think that Cass is more with him. Right. Than she is. He wants if if Cass is really with Garrett, he really wants Tasha to think that Cass is with Tasha. Okay. You see what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't want people to know who's aligned with him. Right. And he breaks that immediately, saying, "I got Cass and I got Spencer." Mm-hmm. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, it, it wasn't true, obviously. Yeah, no. Spencer. But like, those are things that you just don't want other people knowing. Those things you want to keep the people who are truly in your back pocket. You want to really keep them in your back pocket and not anywhere else. You don't want people knowing who you have and why you have them. Right. Let's talk. Should we talk about some of the other groups? Yeah. Let's 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 go into it. I mean, let's, there's some really interesting things that happened this episode that I thought were pretty fascinating. All right. Where do you want to go now? You want to talk about Braun or you want to talk about Beauty? Let's go to Braun. Okay. Let's, let's talk go about, to Braun and let's go. About Braun, let's, and Braun was like the love tribe. Oh my god. Let's talk about Cliff Robinson's one of one of the best interviews, side interviews I've ever seen on Survivor when he talks about Batman has Robin. Yeah. Jordan has Pippin, and Cliff has Wu. Cliff has Wu. <laughs> Tang Wu Tang. That. That had the whole room in hysterics when we were watching. I don't know what was happening for you and Nicole, if Dom picked up on that or not. But <laughs> he was dying. He was dying from that. Um, Cliff Robinson, I did not think would do would do well, and he seems to be very popular with his group and seems to be into it. Yeah, he's very popular, and you can already see there's some envy happening from the cop. What's his name? Tony. From Tony. Tony doesn't like that very much, and he's got a shack 
and he's going to be uh, spying on people. Spy Shack. Yeah, he's got a Spy Shack. Now, I don't know if you were able to really understand the architectural design of that Spy Shack, because to me, it just looked like he... he I didn't see where the spy shack was. Where was the spy? Like it was, there was a, a wall of leaves, and then he was going to add one more palm frond, and that would then constitute a spy shack. Or yeah. was I missing something? I think he was almost going to build like a shelter behind the shelter that he could fit inside, and then he could eavesdrop. <laughs> I cannot uh, because, wait to watch that. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be great. Like you know what? If Leaf said like, uh, "Hey, I've got an idea. I'm going to make a spy shack." That makes and, sense. Yeah. That makes sense. But Tony's not that big, so <laughs> I, yeah, there's not a lot. I mean, Tony and David, you got a lot of you got a lot of shorter contestants this season. Then you have Cliff Robinson. Do you think casting picked David and Tony if only to highlight the height differences? Why, how tall is Tony? I don't know. But against Cliff Robinson, he looks like he's about four foot eleven. Right, but he's gotta be I mean, he's wide also. A girthy man. A girthy man, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that counts. Yeah, that, that counts, counts for, for something. something. Well, especially when you're designing a shack, a spy shack. Yeah. You, you have to make it wider than tall, at least for Tony's sake. I think so. So Tony, I felt like, did not have a great first night. Although, then, but then he finds the idol. Uh, Tony's, Tony, he's, he's a mixed bag. Okay? Yeah. He's not honest with Sarah, who's, who it seems like an obvious person to align with. Sarah is admitting she's a cop initially. And he refuses to do it, but he's fucking with her. Yeah. Sorry, FCC. He's messing with her the whole time, playing with her, and he's eroding all possible trust. Yeah, she says, they had that conversation, and she says to him, uh, let me ask you something. Are you a cop? And he's like, what? I got tattoos. Uh, I'm not yeah, a I'm cop. Not a, you know? oh, yeah, me, a cop? What are you talking about? I'm not a cop. What are you talking about? Um, uh, that's ridiculous. You know, and yeah. so... But it was like, if he would have said to her, like, oh, you know what? Actually, that uh, I'm so glad you said something because I am a cop. And it just, like, what did that buy him to lie about being a cop? Well, okay. Nothing against cops. But the fact that he said, you know, people know you're a cop. Then they realize you're astute. You know, you're a good detective. You pick up things quickly. And I'm thinking to myself, like, eh. I don't know if those are like the qualities I think of initially when I think of a cop, but I, I think he's got an overinflated self sense of of self and overinflated sense of his own profession. You know, at least where I'm from, like that that's not exactly what we think of cop. Like the first thing that comes to mind, and I, I'm not saying this is accurate about police officers, but I think, oh, power tripper. That's like the first thing I think. Not like, oh, this guy's very astute and will be able to read me. I think detective when I think that. You know, I think like, oh, this guy, that that would be someone who's very smart. Like, just a street cop, I'm thinking like, all right, this is just a thug in uniform. Cancel, cancel, I don't mean to offend anybody. But, yeah. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not going right with like, oh, this guy is a mastermind. Um, you know, I'm thinking, especially he's from New York, you know, I'm thinking, all right, this guy's like, he's, he's brutish. He's got to deal with thugs. So he's, you know, he's got that. So I, I, don't, I don't really get his own idea of what he thinks people are going to think of him. The fact that Sarah was able to recognize it makes me think that Sarah's an incredible cop. I want to see Sarah in uniform. I think she's great. She does have a great sense of, 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 of what's actually happening. But then the problem is, is that he's been outed by Sarah, and he doesn't, he doesn't just confess. Cop to it? Exactly. Ring the there bell. Go. Ring the bell. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just think, like, it, it disappoints me in Tony. Like, Tony, come on, man. Recognize what you are. And 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 be that and own it and, and you have a chance at winning. Him not being honest with Sarah is going to be a bad thing for his success in the game. I think it just seemed like he was set up so good. Yeah, in this a drive. natural ally. And then he finds the and then he finds the hidden immunity. The only thing that, Tony's next play is this. 
because you can see in Next on Survivor, he admits to being a cop, right? Okay. Sarah, he has to show her the idol. He has to, if he's going to tell her she's a cop and he's going to want to play with her, he has to show her the idol. He has to say, look, I lied to you how, but now I'm honest. I want to be your partner. Yeah. You know, if he's going to do it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see his other play. I don't think he comes back with Sarah. I think he had one chance, and I just think she's gonna say, "Okay, well, if this guy lied to me, then that now I know what he's capable of." Yeah, I mean, I think she's she's really good. She is my favorite contestant so far in terms of positioning in the game, her her ability to read people. People were sleeping on her in the preseason. I slept on her. Yeah, I mean, not literally. If I was gonna sleep on one contestant, I'd probably sleep on Morgan. Okay. It seems like Morgan. you don't. Even, you don't even have to finish okay. the sentence. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, yeah, I, I I love Sarah's game. I think she's she's playing it well. She's athletic. You know, she she is kind of your your dream contestant. If if I were gonna come back, if I were gonna play Survivor and want to be one thing, I'd want to be an athletic female with a good social social game. And it seems like Sarah has that. Yeah, this is why she's set up so well for success. Like she's smart without everybody thinking she's smart. Right. She's strong without like everybody. Knows she's strong. She's on bronze. But they know, they know she's strong, but they're not like, Oh my God. It's right. not, it's not like she's like a, you know, a female bodybuilder or something right. that it's like, Oh right, man, right, right. look at that. Um, she? she's there up she there. Yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah. She's cute. You know, she has the ability to flirt if she wants to. And, yeah. And, yeah, and she's uh, and she knows the game. She's a she's a fan. Yeah, no, I like Sarah. I think Sarah's got a big chance. I I also like Tasha. Yeah, I think Tasha is is pretty good. I think Tasha's good. I think her. her I, I got some flack good. on Twitter this morning. People felt like I I were I wasn't giving Tasha enough credit for flipping flipping Cass, and that was good. That, yeah. that I I, have, I do have to give I do have to give her more credit. I I, I think of of all the participants on the Brain Tribe, she has done the most to make her. To, to, to put herself in a, a position of power. So I, I'm impressed with Tasha. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Spencer. We'll see how she handles that. Uh, what about Lindsay? Where do you, th- what do you make of her so far through night one? <laughs> uh, Lindsay, you know, they haven't given us much. No. Um, from the Bronx. She hates Trisha. He obviously hates Trisha. I, I, I don't know about you, but when she did that whole thing with her mouth, like I didn't laugh. I more winced. Like oh, that's... when she was doing impressions. Yeah, with Trisha? it's like uh, I I don't know how it is. For I you. do respect uh, impressions. She does but... a good impression. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Uh, but I think when I watch the show, and you tell me how you feel about this, Rob, when I see contestants doing things that I think they're going to regret when they're watching it at home, I kind of feel bad for them. You know, I was a little I was a little irritated with her um, because I feel like it's day three or whatever or day two. Or whatever, and the fact that Trisha is telling her, "Hey, why aren't you working?" makes me think, "Yeah, why aren't you working? Like, you're on a tribe. If you're on a tribe full of people who are working, like, pick up some sticks and get to work. Right, right. You know, and and if you're on a tribe of people who are all sitting around and being lazy, don't be the person like. Um, and Trisha was uh, was a little bit, you know, don't call people out for right. not working. Yeah, you never call people out for not working. I think that's a bad plan. I think the the thing to do is to bring it to other people's attention, but not to the person's attention who's not working. Yeah. You know? So, Lindsay, I have not been high on. I've been pretty low on Lindsay all through the preseason uh, from her bio and whatever. Just, she just seems like to me somebody I, – I don't know why she's there. Yeah. I mean, I, I know why she's there. She's there because she's obviously sassy and dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. And so she's going to make a great fodder for some sort of drama to happen on that tribe. 
That's why she's there, in my opinion. Yeah. She's not there to win. She's, she seems like, to me, she seems like the Courtney Merritt of this season. A little bit. A little bit. She seems like the Courtney Merritt with, with the cuteness of Sierra. She kind of actually reminds me of Sierra in, in the face. Why does everybody remind you of Sarah, Sierra? You have Sierra on the brain. I, I'm sorry. I take it all back. Okay. It reminds me of Sari. Oh. Okay. All right. There we go. Now we're moving along. All right. Uh, but uh, back to Tony. And, and tell me again the name of the woman who Lindsay made fun of. Trisha. Trish. So I don't know if, if you found that Tony was pretty patronizing to Trish when he said, don't quit. Don't you quit. Just keep doing what you're doing. I, I found it to be like, dude, Tony, you don't know this woman. She's a, she seems like she's tough as nails, and you, you're telling her things that she doesn't really need to hear. It, it kind of like fell in line with my thing about Tony, which is like he's got this inflated sense of self, that he's more needed than he is, you know? This tribe goes to tribal council, and at this point, it doesn't look like it doesn't look like anybody besides the brains is going, right. considering that they voted out their their strong, apparently strongest contestant. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's out from this tribe? Uh, I think Lindsay goes home. I think at least that's what the editors want us to believe that Lindsay's on the chopping block. What about Tony? Tony could go because Tony's revealed to Sarah that he's a cop now. We know that happens. Right at this point, it's either uh, yeah, Tony. Trish, Trish or, or Lindsay. Lindsay. Those are the only three that could go home should Braun lose yeah. next episode. It, I, I mean, wouldn't it be interesting to watch two contestants go home with the idol in their pocket? That would be interesting. I mean, and, and, and so the, the kind of the nice thing about Garrett going home, it was a fun blindside. The sad thing is, is that idol, no one's going to find that idol. What happens to it? Do they put it back into play? No, because it's still in play. Yeah. That idol's still in play. It's just hidden somewhere, right? But no one's going to find it because there's no clue to that specific hiding location, wherever Garrett hid it. So that idol's good as, as good as dead now. I want to ask your opinion on Bag of Rice versus Clue to the Hidden Immunity Idol. What, what is the right move there? I think Clue. The Clue. Absolutely. Do you think clue. that Trisha misplayed that because it seems Absolutely. to buy her a lot of goodwill with the group? Yeah, but she could have played it the same way Morgan played it. Morgan played it very well, except for the fact that she got caught out looking. But Morgan, yeah, I but, thought, but I, was, did... I was impressed with Morgan. Oh, I was in, in that in that situation. I yeah. thought, wow, that was a pretty quick on your toes. Did you guys like what I chose for us? Yeah, uh, that, that was very that was very good. It was very impressive. I have to give it to Morgan. I I, I didn't think she was gonna be. Uh, that scared me. It scares me a little bit. Someone that beautiful that that's duplicitous. That's that duplicitous. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, that that's a that's a potent uh, combination. That's a you know that's like. Like it's almost like that movie Species. It's like it's downright frightening. Right, right. This is just not fair. It's like, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> She's tricky. <laughs> I can't. I'm mesmerized. I can't. I can't deal with this. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was a good play by Morgan. Let's I- talk about the beauty tribe. Let's let's get into them. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, they're they're going off into pairs also. Okay. Bryce to start. Yeah. Yeah. You like Bryce? The black Colton. Black. No. He. I think he's better than Colton. Really? Yeah. Uh, now what? Now hold on. If Colton is the gay Russell Hans and Bryce, and is, Bryce the black is the black Colton, Colton, is Bryce the black Russell Hans? The black gay Russell Hans. Black gay Russell Hans. No, no, I don't. I, I, he's not. He's not Colton because there wasn't one confessional last night where other people are like, "Oh my god, I can't." That's true. Take That's true. Bryce. No, 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 no. Bryce just has a. He's he's really fun to watch. I, I say that Colton's fun to watch. I say that in a positive for Colton. I. As a contestant on Survivor, Colton is a fun contestant to watch. You love him or you hate him, but he's entertaining and he has really insightful. But the thing is that Colton wears wears people down on the show. Very much. We have not seen Bryce has only seemed to be a fun, uh, 
you know, a, a fun member of the tribe so yes. far. Yeah, yeah, so far Bryce has been great. I think he's been really great confessionals. I, I think he's been really, really great. And Colton, by the second, you know, the second hour of the season, you know, he broke down. He's crying. Right. Right. He's I, I can't work with the men. I have to go off with the women. A lot more scars and, for Colton to, to 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 work through. I think. I think Colton carries a lot more baggage yeah, with him exactly. into the, into the game than yeah. Bryce does. Yeah. And Bryce, it was seemed like from from Jump Street. It was all game with Bryce, yeah, and I like that. No, Bryce, uh, uh, Bryce has to be someone we have to look at for uh, for the for the last two thirds of the game for sure. Someone who seems to be in a good position. <laughs> hey, don't get ahead of yourself with the recapping. <laughs> don't get ahead of but yourself. I, I, th- I think on Beauty, their captain. Yeah, what's his name? LJ. 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 In a good position, in a sense, he's shown himself to be great at puzzles, uh, and and he he managed to mitigate having to send someone home. He's obviously get, now built himself an, an enemy in Morgan. But it sucks to be thrust into a leadership role, and he, I, I think he's done it with the most tact of anybody out there so far. So I, I like LJ. I just think he's, he's in a dangerous position where he's, you know, there, there are people who are going to try to, try to call, you know, take him out. Well, what's going on here with this tribe? Let's, let's play this out. This tribe goes to tribal council, okay? okay? So we started out where Bryce tells us there's three pairs of twos, again, again in this group of right. six. So one pair is Jeremiah and LJ. Right. Then the two other girls, Jeffra and Alexis, are together. Right. And then we have uh, Bryce with Morgan. Right. Okay. And then later on in the episode, it's like Jeremiah, who was, did he have a confessional the whole episode? No. You just saw him with Morgan. You saw him like, oh man, I think Morgan's hot. Yeah. Basically, he, he appreciated her. Sucks. That was it. I think if he said 10 words in the episode, it was a lot. Yeah. Then, so he wants to get with, with Morgan. And I compared this transaction to that Bryce is the pimp of Morgan. And and Jeremiah is like, well, I'd like to I'd like uh, to see that. And like, well, let me you got to go through me to get to her. So he's but he's trying to put that together. So do you think that this is officially a three person thing here with Jeremiah, Bryce or uh, Jeremiah, Bryce and Morgan? Or is Jeremiah just window shopping? I think Jeremiah is window shopping. I think I think right now Bryce is in the driver's seat. Yes. And I think if, if it's Bryce and Morgan together. Then they have the you, you got to assume that they have the the inside position on the two girls, right? Because you would think so. That, that that would make sense that they would have that, and that the two alpha males are in trouble is what you'd think. Yeah. Now it could go either now, way. It could go either way. It could go either. Way. Now Bryce might, be, and I, I may be giving Bryce too much power here, but Bryce could be also thinking, I need to focus on the first third of the game, which is keep the strength here. Mm-hmm. So let's get rid of the girls. But if you're Bryce, though, and you're looking over at, okay, come on in, guys. All right, here's your first look at the Brains Tribe. Garrett is the latest person voted out of Tribal Council. If I'm Bryce, I might say, like, ooh. That makes J- Jeremiah expendable. Ooh, you know, my, like, if it's me, Morgan, uh, Alexis and Jeffra and LJ or Jeremiah, I think we're still beating the Brains right, Tribe. Exactly. Tribe. Yeah, that, that gives or him in, some more in, wiggle room in the challenge. to make that call. Now, I don't know how much that uh, that he's considering that. Yeah. You know, we haven't really gotten to see that because we haven't we haven't sent them to We tribal. don't know what Alexis and Jeffra are doing other than urinating a lot. That's true. That's true. But they're not pooping. They're not pooping a lot. That's not so I I don't know what kind of uh metamucil they can find out there. They need to start getting some fibers in their body to get that that just Yeah, do we need to call in Bruce? Get Bruce out of here and let him know about the danger of not pooping. Bruce, should Bruce come in and talk to these guys? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's hard for me to believe that next episode Beauty goes to tribal. It's hard for me to believe that just with the amount of time spent on that tribe. We haven't really seen too much 
and and there hasn't been really much set up in terms of Discord on that tribe. We got a little bit with Morgan and with uh, LT LJ. What is it? Uh, LJ the leader. LJ. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of the only place we've seen a lot of conflict. I I, I tend to think next episode you're going to look at either uh, Braun or Brains heading back to tribal. Okay, you think Bra- Braun to me looks like they can't be beat. Yeah, I mean you just never know with a puzzle. That, that's the thing about these survivor challenges, man. Everything comes down to the puzzle. Unless you do so poorly that you don't even get your, you know, like the first. I mean, Beauty won the first challenge, but it was like neck and neck with right. Braun. And then Beauty was so far behind. And they luckily, LJ is like a whiz with the puzzles. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the puzzles change the game, right? Which is kind of amazing that Jatia could, could mess that puzzle up so much. But what's funny is, so Jatia is a nuclear physicist. Is that what she is? Yeah. Okay. Or engineer. Engineer. Nuclear engineer. Uh, Dan, the astronaut, Yo, yes. was on a similar puzzle my season and had a similar performance. So what is it? Is that a, a for whatever reason, the spatial recognition? I, I do not know. I mean, but I, the one thing I know to those kind of puzzles is you got to stay with a corner and you just got to keep moving that corner and exhaust all possibilities in a specific corner. And it was clear to me Jatia was not doing that. Yeah. Um, did you ever have a big spider on you like Garrett had a tribal council? <laughs> I, I have had many spiders on me. I've never had that reaction. Uh, yeah, uh, Garrett is obviously not into spiders. Arachnophobia. All right, so we have a lot of questions for you. Do you, that, uh, you ready to jump into some questions? Let's do it. Let's do it. I, I, do, don't we have more to talk about here with this? this, this, this? We're going to go to questions, or is that it? Well, I feel like we're going to come back to the episode. Okay, uh, all right. It's your with, show, Rob. With the questions, but, I, I mean, do you feel like there's uh, anything that we haven't covered? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, well, I, I, I just, this is a question. Okay. Okay. Does survivors only cast black males who aren't great at swimming? Um, I don't think that that's a requirement that they're looking for. I don't think that's a checkbox that they're trying to satisfy. Right. I, I, that was a curious uh, uh, yeah, phenomenon well, happening. Bryce and Cliff both sat out the challenge uh, last night. Right. And Jatia really struggled with the, the swimming part of it. Right. Yeah. It's a, uh, you know, perpetuating uh, stereotypes. That, yeah. That's a good uh, tagline for Survivor. I feel like I would like to, again, if we're going to have the fact checkers check things, I would like to know uh, who are the best African-American swimmers in Survivor Jason history. Jason has to be one of them. Jason. Right? He's a water polo. Player. Water polo, yeah. right. So he has to be one of them. And what about on the, in the women's division? Hmm. I, I, I wish Semhar could have gotten to compete more. Semhar, maybe? We, we, we don't know. I feel like uh, when I played with Alicia, I feel like she wasn't great. Might have been better than me, though. Might, yeah. have, been, <laughs> might have been better than me. Yeah. I know Sari wasn't a great swimmer. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just trying to think. How was Vesepia in the water? I have no idea. Okay. No idea. We have to have to get a, get a fact check on this. Yeah, it's, I, I I wonder if that is it, like what what is that like why what you know why why does casting tend to focus on choosing the I think it's just a it's just a I don't think that they're looking for so, it's like coincidental. I don't think they're putting like like oh, let's try to find black people that can't swim. I just I don't think that yeah that's I, a, I doubt that's a conversation. I think they're that, that they they cast people and you know it just so happens they can or they can't swim right. Right, right, right. If you were going to give advice to a contestant who had never been on Survivor and was preparing, would learn to swim be one of the pieces of advice you give them? I mean, it wouldn't be super high up on the list. Right. 
I mean, it wouldn't be mine either. I really don't think athleticism has much to do with the game of survival. You know, when I went for survival, and I'm not a good swimmer. Right. Um, I know you're probably surprised. I'm not. I'm um, not surprised. I, I, the, the thing is, though, that you're a great you're great at pull-ups. <laughs> so you'd think that by default swimming would be something no, you're good at. No, no. And uh, so I'm not, I'm not a great swimmer. I, is, that, I would is, go, that, is that because swimming is mostly in the legs and you focus mo- most of your muscle body. building no, on the body? No, I just, like, uh, you know, I never really... You have to, I think you have to be coordinated to be a good swimmer. Okay. And I don't, I don't have the coordination down. Okay. Do you uh, think you could beat Russell Hansen in a swimming contest? I don't know. Is Russell... Like, I would say that I am probably, like, for an average person, maybe, like, a little below average uh, as a swimmer. I have an idea. Yes. Jervis has claimed in interviews after the season that he knows how to swim, that he was faking like he didn't know how to swim to be seen as less than a threat. Yeah. Would you be willing to do a 100-meter race with Jervis? How long is 100 meters? That's, that's, oh, now let's do 50, because okay. I think most I pools are like 25, yeah. right? Um, sure, I would. I would do it. I mean, I wouldn't want to do it for like, uh, you know, play for money. Uh, well, just for the podcast. Yeah, sure. I, for, I would do anything for the podcast. If Tyson agreed to be the referee. Yes, that's fine. I would do that. <laughs> do you think you could beat Jervis? I think it would be interesting. I think so too. I think. I think that's if what I'm I ever at a pool party with Jervis, we could do this for real. <laughs> or we could just have Jervis fly in. We could rent out the the uh, the Burbank High School pool and, and see what happens. Sure, we could. We could do that. I feel like Jer- but Jervis has like long limbs, though. I feel like. Uh, if he just got momentum going. Well, it depends. If you guys jump from the start or you start in the water, I think that'll determine who's got the advantage. Yeah. If you start in the water, I think you have an advantage. If you, you, you it's a diving start, I think Jervis. Okay. Starts from. That's, yeah, that's we'll see. That's he it. could probably like jump much further than I into the pool. I just gotta like gotta hold my nose and like I don't have the diving. Do you wear down. do you wear one of those clothes? I never on your I nose? never did because I'd be embarrassed, but I would. If it was socially acceptable, I would. Would you wear a swim cap if it was a race? No, that I that doesn't matter to me. Okay. All right. You, yeah. You feel like your aerodynamicism has nothing yeah, to do with it. Yeah, I wouldn't be worried about that. All right, all right, fair enough. Moving on. Okay. Uh besides besides black people swimming, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Uh that that's it. That's it. I I, I thought it was a great episode. I loved it. I loved it. I called, Level one. It, the, the best opening episode I've seen since Zane went home. Whoa. High praise. <laughs> since Zane went home even. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, all right. So let's see. Uh, I got a lot of, a lot of questions for you. Um, this is, let's go from uh, Chelsea Giller. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll start with her. She wants to know, uh, does Otis think that Shane and Courtney would have ever considered pouring out the rice if they knew they were going out? Also, would you ever consider telling someone that they are going home? Let's say take it in the first part. Okay. Rice, rice dumping out. It wasn't in, it wasn't invented yet. It wasn't invented yet. It's something I could definitely see Courtney doing. Yeah. I don't think Shane would have done it, but I don't know. Uh, I feel like Shane would be violently opposed to dumping out the rice. Yeah, I don't think Shane would dump out the rice. I think like, I feel like there's certain things he gets really pissed off over, and I feel like that would be one of them. I, I don't see Shane dumping the rice. Courtney, I could definitely see dumping the rice. Uh, now, would I ever let someone know they were going home? I did let someone know they were yeah. going home in my first season. It was actually my first tribal council, and it was uh, Melinda. Melinda. Uh, and it blew up in my face, and it was, a, it was a, first, a quick first lesson, and I didn't die from it. It only made me stronger, but I learned right then and there you never let anybody know they're going home, ever. Can I attempt uh, Shane Powers talking about uh, yeah, dumping out the rice? Let's hear it. <laughs> let, me, let, me t- let me attempt this. You're, you're going to... Uh, no, I can't. No, come on. Come on. Give it All a right. go. You're going to dump it out the rice? That's a weak move. That's weak. That's weak move. 
Uh, that's not good. That was not good. It's not great. It's like Penner. I, I feel Penner's like it's, there. if I worked on it. If what do you, I think, what on do you it. think Penner would say about dumping out the rice? No, I would not dump out the rice. That's good. That's good. That's good. Any other uh, contestants who you think you could imitate about uh, dumping out the rice? Well, Boston Rob. Would what, what would Boston Rob say about dumping out the rice? Hey, you know, we only got so much rice for the whole game. Are you going to dump it out? Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, Boston Rob loves the rice. He loves his rice. Crispy. Yeah, so does Tina. Tina likes her rice crispy also. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, rice, take it or leave it. <laughs> well, it's good. It's good if you have nothing. Uh, so you would consider voting, telling somebody uh, that they're going home. No, I wouldn't consider it ever again. Yeah. I did it once, but I would never do it again. It's a, it's a, it's a silly move. It's short-sighted. Yeah. You know? It, there's there's a difference between lying and omitting the truth. You do not need to confront somebody and tell them they're going home. Yeah. You know, if they confront you and say, what are you thinking? You say, I'm still thinking about it. You know, or you tell them I'm voting, you know, Joe Schmo. But you'd never let someone know they're going home. Yeah, I don't think so. It's almost like it's cleaner to sort of like the blind side. Yeah. If you're voting for them, you don't let them know you're voting for them. Like, for example, Bob Dog, when Bob Dog went home, it was between Bob Dog and Bruce on my first season. Yeah. I was doing my best to save Bob Dog. But it, it, the writing was on the wall. It wasn't going to happen. And there was a lot of shifts happening between Bob Dog and Bruce, Bob Dog Bruce. And uh, it finally was like, it's Bob Dog. And I let him know on the way, man. I think it's Bob Dog. So I, I didn't vote Bob Dog, but I let him know, like, yo, I don't think there's much you can do. Yeah. But at that point, with that tribe, it was like, he couldn't blow it up any more than it already had been. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough because well, I just it's it, it you know it's it's I think what you're seeing in this episode that we just watched is a lot of the mistakes that new players make. You know, they come in idealistic how they want to play the game, and then it all falls to shit when you get out there. It happens. Um, let's go to Mark Solera, and he wants to know how much yoga does Jatia need at this point to center herself? How much yoga does <laughs> Jatia need to do? Does well, she need some meditation? I, I mean, I think everybody could use some meditation. I think Jatia's she's, she's interesting. She's got, she's got an amazing sense of self-awareness after the fact. You know? She's able to recognize, no one likes to get bossed around. I guess I was too bossy. Like, she saw it, and she's able to see that, but it, it just happens a little too late. So I don't think she's too far from it. She just has to rein that in a little bit and bring the self-awareness to the present moment rather than to the past. She's good at looking at the past and reflecting and seeing what went wrong, but she can't be in the present and see where she's moving wrong. Here's a question from Leah Duncan. Uh, she wants to know, should Jatia call the Wambulance? No, because Jatia's in the game. She's in the game. No cheeseburger for Jatia. Yeah, she is not eating any cheeseburgers yet. No, I, I, Jatia is fascinating. She is perhaps the most fascinating contestant of the season for me so far. She's still in the game, and she's done everything wrong, everything imaginable. She wouldn't dig, you know, to build the shelter. She's bossy. She dumps the rice. She's, like, trying to get voted out of the game. Uh, I, it's amazing that she's still in the game. I, 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 there's got to be something about Jatia that when you're with her is incredibly charming. There has to be. Really? I think so. I she think loves so. nerds. She loves nerds. Well, she's in a tribe of nerds, so that helps, you know? <laughs> yes. She does not for somebody who loves nerds, who's in a tribe with all nerds. She does not seem to be enjoying herself. She does not. You'd think that she'd be in heaven. You know? Yeah, yeah. You would think that she would have an "I hate nerds" T-shirt. The yeah. way she's acting it'd around like these drop, people, it'd be like dropping Rob Sesternino off in a uh, in a room full of Mets World World Series champions. Yeah, uh, it, I'd be so happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if I have an "I heart Mets" shirt. Yeah, exactly. It's a uh, 
you know, I, I again, uh, she is a fascinating, fascinating contestant. Yeah. Uh, more Jatia questions. Okay. Uh, Mark, Sh- or I'm sorry, Mike Shaw wants to know what's the next stage of Jatia's breakdown when she realizes that she ended up throwing out her own food source uh, instead of making her tribe mates suffer when she goes uh, to eat at Ponderosa. Uh, karma, I think so. Yeah, it's a uh, incredible case of karma on this one. I mean, I I am curious to see what happens when the tribe starts to starve. And invariably, if Jatia is still in the game, they're going to know it's Jatia's fault. You know, I'm curious to see how that all plays out. I'm also a little bit surprised. There looked like there was a lot of salvageable rice that you could have gotten on the sides of that fire that they didn't even reach for. Yeah, well, Garrett said literally 98% of the rice. It's incredible how much of a scientist he was about that. <laughs> that uh, Jeff said all of the rice. He said literally 98% of the rice. Not... Not figuratively, ninety eight percent. Literally, literally, ninety eight percent of the rice. Um, so, is, do you is, think? Do you think that that was like a a, uh, a a secretive way of expressing his favorite boyhood band? No, ninety eight degrees. Right. Yeah. I I don't think so, but it's I guess it's possible. I mean, maybe he's got a big Lachey crush. Were people bigger? Um, I mean, they seem like the third party candidate uh, in the uh, in sync uh, yeah. Backstreet Boys. Yeah, ninety eight degrees. I feel like their song "Invisible Man" was kind of their, their like they're sort of like the Ralph Nader of boy bands. In a sense, yeah, I feel like they're the Abby Maria. Of boy <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> they're the write in. Right, they were the write in candidate. But Garrett seemed, you know, Garrett was outed first. He was he was the first outcast, so it would make sense that he would be a ninety eight degrees fan. Oh. Okay. Well, that's that's fair. That's something. Did you ask him that in your interview? I did not. We did not talk about that. Now, now did Garrett, when you talk to Garrett, do you feel like Garrett had a lot of regrets? Was he was he thinking, I, I should have done this differently, or was he just defending his move? I think more the second. Yeah, it's, it's hard It's hard when you're in that press junket that day, and you're getting interviewed by everybody, not to just get Garrett defensive. seemed very concerned with, I'm going to clear up the things that I felt like were edited inaccurately right 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 right. yeah that makes sense yeah or basically you know i want to i'm gonna tell you what what really was going on and i'm gonna tell you my thought process of what i was thinking because i feel like the show sort of made me look like more of a dumbass but here's what there's a good reason for me doing what i did so there is another thing we need to talk about what's that his eyes when he voted when he, when he went to reveal his, you know, Jatia's name yeah. at Travel Council, his eyes were fantastic. We replayed that like three times. He looked like he had just like seen a, a ghost or something. It was a very strange well, we reveal. Go, we have to go back and look at that. Yeah, it was it was fascinating stuff. I, I I love to replay certain things on Survivor, and that was one that we replayed four or five times. <laughs> Whoa, what else do you replay? Uh, this episode? What, was there anything in particular? Cliff Robinson's uh, testimonial. Yes. That was great. Yes. Uh, I, I thought Now, that... if you're watching this with a bunch of people, does everybody say, like, uh, when you say, okay, I'm going to go back, and every, everybody's on board, or is it sort of like... Usually, I'll only, like, go, usually I'll only go really, back. Really? Really, uh, Aris? Uh, we're going to go back? Usually I'll only go back if either there's been enough support in the room to justify it, or I'll say, did you see that, and people didn't see it. Okay. and So that there's a reason to go back and look. And then once you go back once, it's fun to go back a few more times because then you get kind of get this like group energy laughing or, or, or ogling over something. Okay. Yeah. Um, Eric Andrew wants to know, still on Jatia, uh, would, would Otis be scared if Jatia was his ex-girlfriend? And does he think authorities should make sure that none of her ex-boyfriends are missing? 
I wouldn't be scared if she was my ex-girlfriend. Uh, I, I guess what are you trying to say? What was this guy's name? Uh, this was Eric Andrew. Eric, are you calling me a nerd? Uh, n- well, she she says that it doesn't. I love nerds doesn't mean romantically. Okay, that just means that she likes nerds as friends. Okay, all right. Well, I, as long as Eric's not calling me a nerd, I can answer this question, Rob. Yes. Uh, yeah, I uh, I would. Yeah, I don't think he was implying that you were a nerd. Okay. I think he was implying that she might have a bad temper. It, it seems like she is pretty impulsive. Let's just say that. And seems like the kind of person that maybe when you know uh, she's dumping you, she might like take all your stuff and damage it. Right, right, right. Like you might want to lock up the house before you leave, kind of. Right. Thing. Or yeah. you know, you know, you're sleeping and she could. Uh, you know, do stuff to you. Yeah. She could bob at you. Right. Yeah, Yeah, sure. That would be be a nightmare. That'd be a thing. That'd be another low moment. Are are your listeners old enough to to get the Bobbit reference? What's your, what's your average age? You know, I I couldn't tell you the average age, but we have people who listen to this podcast who are in high school. Okay. And then there are people who listen to this who are in their sixties. Okay. So so if you're listening to this and you're on the computer, could you do me a favor? (laughs) RHA Pierce, can you just type your age? So we can get uh, we'll get in, uh, to see how many people actually of you, the commenters. You want like an a, an ASL of the commenters? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be fantastic. That's even a dated reference, I think. Um, yeah, I, I would like to know the average age of the commenters because I I don't know. I, I I like to think I'm the average listener of 32, but am I am I off with that or what? Well, that, I think everybody thinks they're the average listener. There you go. That's why most people struggle with Survivor. <laughs> they all think they're the average. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's let's uh, keep going. Let's stick with the the brains. Uh, this is from Jorge Alvarado. He wants to know. I like Jorge. Did Cass screw up David's game? She stubbornly wanted to vote uh, for Jatia, despite David's concerns over Garrett, thus making two enemies uh, to vote David off. Then she tells Jatia that she's voting for her, giving her time to scramble. Poor David. So David goes and talks to Cass and says. Uh, I think we should vote out. Uh, the, uh, you know, he wants to vote out Garrett. Garrett. Right. And uh, Cass says, no, no, uh, Jatia. Right. Jatia's the move. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I, I don't think Cass screwed up David's game at all. I think that, that Cass screwed up her own game. I mean, she's still in it, but I don't see Cass, I don't see Cass crushing it. Uh, I, David David made his own mistakes. He dug his own grave. He, he knocked out Jarrett early. He, but it was a good point that, this, that um, Jorge makes because then she says, yeah, I think if I were you, I think I'd start to go scramble. And she did not scramble. She was just like, oh, get now. which is amazing. It's amazing to me that you get, you get told you're going home and you just start crying and talk about how offended you are. And, and luckily she was rescued by a man in shining armor. In yeah. Garrett. Garrett. Um, and, and obviously then she ended up taking him down next, but, uh, <laughs> Here's what I thought was interesting. I thought that now, did you notice when Cass, Spencer, and Garrett shook hands? No. Okay. The only person who had their arms crossed was Spencer. Okay. So Spencer did this. Yeah. Right? And you think that was not a a valid handshake? Yeah, I thought. Does that mean that are they foreshadowing? Are we? Is Spencer going to cross both both Cass and Garrett? But then Cass ended up crossing both of them, so I was wrong. Yeah, I, I don't think that there was uh, symbolism. I, like, I don't think Spencer's in the Illuminati or anything like that. You know what? It's, a lot of times, this, the things that happen out there are, are so subconscious that you're not aware they're happening. You look back on video, you're like, oh, my God, it was there. Now, obviously, in this situation, that's a stretch, and it's not accurate. But it does. It happens like that sometimes. Um, 
By the way, Jorge, thanks for all the support in the Mr. Survivor oh. contest. Jorge was a very supportive uh, uh, listener, so I appreciate that. Sorry sorry, we couldn't get it done. We tried. Thomas Forsay says, uh, Tasha claimed in a confessional that Garrett was lazy and spent most of his time laying in the shelter, a claim that didn't really come across the way the show was presented. Considering this was the episode where he was voted out, it would make sense that we would see evidence of this to weigh against the uncountable number of reasons for them to axe Jatia. Is Tasha embellishing the truth or is the editing doing Garrett a favor? Do you think that Garrett was lazy? Uh, I don't think it matters. I think, I think the reason that they didn't show that is because Jatia wasn't saved because of Jatia. Jatia was saved for Tasha. Tasha made that move. That was a Tasha move. He convinced Cass it was in Cass's best interest. It then gave all the power to Tasha and to, and, and then a little bit to Cass, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of the, the power lying with Spencer and with, um, with Garrett. So the move really wasn't about Jatia. It was, and it really actually wasn't about Garrett, except that it was the Garrett, you know, it was more a way of Tasha wresting control of the tribe, I thought. Okay. Um, so you give Tasha the credit. I give Tasha all the credit. Credit Tasha. There you go. Um, this is a good question. This is from Austin Trupp, who wants to know, breaking down all-time cute and hot survivors. We already know how Otis feels about Tina. Spoiler, hot. Right, obviously. Okay. Very much so. Um, what do you think about that? Cute versus hot? Uh, yeah, it didn't really. That didn't resonate with you? No, I, it's not that I don't trust hot. No, I, 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 trust has nothing to do with what somebody looks like. Can, can, I give you, can I give you some survivors? You tell me if they're cute or hot? Hell yeah, you can. Okay, let's do it. all right. You want to start this season? You want to go in this season? You yeah, let's start this season. We'll work this, our way back. This season. All right. Okay. Uh, Jeffra, cute or hot? Uh, Alexis, cute. Morgan, hot. <laughs> Sarah, from this season. Yeah, which one's Sarah? Oh, I think Sarah's cute. I cute. like Sarah. I Sarah more than cute, but not hot. I like I like Sarah. Jatia, not neither. 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 Oh, yeah. Third answer. It's hard for me to see somebody's dump out the rice. Yeah, and then think they're still hot. Tasha, uh, neither. I'm not yeah. Sure. Uh, okay, let's go. Let's go back a season. Uh, let's go to uh, blood versus water. Okay, well, let me go back to Jatia. Just looking at her, had I not seen her perform, yeah, I'd say Jatia is hot. Okay, yeah, okay. all right. But then the episode kind of ruined it for exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, there's uh, some other pictures on the internet that you should also check out before <laughs> before you give an answer. Okay. Okay. Uh, NSFW. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, what's that's what I, you want me to Google that? <laughs> no, I want to uh, uh, Google Google the pictures of Jatia, but don't look <laughs> at them when you're at W. Okay. Okay, so Google Jatia and then NSFW. No, don't. Well, I guess that'll get now. you there too. I'm gonna do this. That, right that'll now get you there. That'll get you there too. This while on the phone. Uh, all right, so let's go through uh, bl- blood and uh, blood versus water. Uh, okay, let's let's start with a. Uh, how about cat? What does NSFW stand for? Uh, not safe for work. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, cat, cute, cute. Uh, what? Okay, cat. Now, no comment. Okay, <laughs> all right. Too close uh, or home. Cute, too, cute, cute. Okay. Uh, let's let's see. Um, I'm trying to think of the other um, the the women on the returning players tribe. I mean, it was like we had Tina, Monica, Tina, Laura, Moret. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was all like uh. Was Cat the only one that was under yeah. like, 
Yeah, because it would have yeah. been Candace, but then she was replaced by oh, yeah. uh, by Laura B. All right, Candace. Uh, Candace, hot. Okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Um, let's see on the on the other side of things. Um, what about Katie Collins? Cute, cute. Yeah. Sierra, hot. Oh. Yeah. Um, did you hear Sierra's answer during? Uh, I did. Survivor. I yeah, did. Yeah. She go. wanted the Bashkowski's Eiffel Tower. <laughs> there you go. Like. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's go back to how about Miss Survivor Andrea Belke? Uh, cute. Oh, uh, let's see. How about I'm trying to think from from that season. Then there's a lot of the uh, the, pr- the pre-merge people from uh, from way back when. Do you even remember those yeah, people? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, how about um, Hope Hope Driscoll? Hot. Are yeah. you kidding me? That's Hope right. might be one of the hottest contestants ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about Brenda Lowe? Is that weird? Oh no, that's not weird at all. Brenda's hot. <laughs> yeah, come on. Brent Brenda Lowe. Current, hot, still hot. Hotter, hotter. Whoa, hotter. milf. Hotter milf. A dilf could take a milf. You know yeah. what I mean? I in, in in the kindest way. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Any anybody anybody else? Uh... Kim Chelsea. Okay, Kim hot. Even and now hot. Yeah, hot. Chelsea hot. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Uh, Christina Shaw, cute. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> all right, I think we have a new game. All right, <laughs> okay. All right, so all right, Thomas Freestead wants to know, uh, Otis, Otis Music, please consider performing a cover of Bryce's hit single "Freak." Um, now you haven't heard this. I've yet. never heard it, so we have to hear it. So all now you have the Facebook group with all of the musical survivors and you guys jam and you guys do all sorts, all sorts. Yeah. Of we stuff. get together every Sunday, every Sunday via and you, Google plus. Yeah. Via, yeah. You yeah. guys, you guys have a hangout and yeah. you do, and you exactly. have all these jam sessions. Exactly. So let me play this for you. And you tell me if you would sign Bryce or potentially cover or collab with him. I think Bryce something. should, I think Bryce should collab with Chase Rice and they should just call it Chase Bryce. <laughs> Chase Rice. <laughs> all right. Uh, here is the song that Corinne dubbed him Vanilla Bryce. Uh, here is Freak by Bryce from Survivor. Okay. Man. So what do you think? What do you think? Is there, is there uh, potential there? A week is a long time to be freaky for. <laughs> All week long? Like how many how many bathroom breaks do you get during that week? This feels well, a lot it, more like well, a hostage it w- situation. It would depend <laughs> how freaky you want to get. Right. Now the the second half of that was it you don't have to it, it don't have to be me? Is is that what he said? Um You want to you want to hear it? Yeah, let's go back. <laughs> let's go let's back, go back is, we gotta find uh lyrics also yeah. for this. Uh, maybe maybe he has another comment Man. in there. Yeah, scroll, scroll, there's also a, there's more there's more lyrics. Scroll down a little. And yeah, I don't think they have the lyrics. In the you a freak, a freak. You show more. Oh, more. Show more. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna. Here, this is the line. It don't have to be me. Is that what he said? Yeah, it's just, uh, so I feel like he's he's pretty generous. He just wants people to be freaky. It doesn't even have to be with him. Um, do you think it was like metaphorically? Like it doesn't have to. I'll be somebody else for you. Ooh, like role play. Like he's <laughs> suggesting role play. Maybe. Bryce, I what you know? This guy should be like a marriage counselor. I feel like he could help revive the love lives of many marriages. 
Yeah. Okay. Now back to Lissy. <laughs> just back to the original. Just to, co- just to compare notes. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, we're gonna get an ad here. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing that really competes with Lissy. Yeah. Does uh does Lissy get to monetize uh because of Rob as a podcast? I I look at she's already at twelve thousand. Where was she at the first time? I think you... she was less less than less than, uh, less than three thousand. Yeah. She Lissy has more views than my music. That's a little bit sad, Rob. Yeah. I think I can too much bass and too much bass. Yeah, there is. Well, there's no actual instrument happening here. It's just, it's just the bass. So, what do you want to compare? Compare uh, Lisi with Bryce. Uh, Lisi gets the Grammy, obviously for Best Survivor performance and video. Now, it's almost a uh, a shame that Bryce can't get freaky with Lisi. That wow. would be a real a real match made in heaven. Well, if now who's just to say out. it can't happen? I guess I guess once again it would depend how freaky. Right, it doesn't have wanted to be to me. Yeah, and maybe Bri- maybe Bryce could check off a number of the questions that Lisi is asking. I, I, that would you know that would be a great remix. Here's what I want you to do, Rob. If and when Bryce goes home on his exit interview, I just want you to ask him a series of questions. Question number one, Bryce: Have you fucked an elevator? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Have you fucked with a vibrator? Right. And just go through them, and then we'll just edit it up. And, and, and we'll see how fast CBS can hang up the phone. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Mallory, that would be good. Mallory they, would not be happy. Yeah, if they, could, if they could have a collaboration on that. Um, all right. So let's go back to Survivor, and let's talk about um, – how about uh, Matt Duvall wants to know, is Garrett the biggest example of overplaying Survivor ever? Has there been a worse Survivor overplayer? David. Yeah. David was the worst overplayer. He went home first. <laughs> so David was worse than Garrett? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I didn't think that David was that bad. I thought his first move was his, was the... It set the tone. Yeah. A, a first, your first move, remember, that's your first impression. Just like, just like your first impression of Cass, or David's first impression of Cass is saying, I don't typically trust men in suits. David's first move was, I'm looking down the road. I'm just going to assume I make it all the way you know, past the first third of this thing. And it, it killed him. T.R. Combs wants to know, uh, can you please discuss the stupidity of the brains voting off two men in a row besides the fact that they kept the girl who dumped their rice? Uh, the two immunity challenges have included a physical element, and I assume that they will continue to do so. Do you think that they could pull the wagon or drag the fish traps without Garrett? Yeah, I mean, they put themselves in a tough position. Fortunately for them, most, most challenges, just like the fish trap challenge, comes down to the puzzle. Now, if, as long as your T is not doing the puzzle, they have a chance. To That's why I felt like Cass made a bad decision. Yeah. I felt like, you know, Cass could have voted out Jatia, still stayed with, uh, still stayed with Tasha. Right. And you know what? Then if at the next tribal council, it's a, it's a two, two thing that, and you're going to make somebody, you know, start a fire. They got rid of the wrong person. They got rid of the wrong, in, in terms of their own self-interest they all got rid of the wrong person because the chances of them going back to tribal are high are 100 percent. now i don't know about 100 percent. they're going back to tribal. 90 literally 98 percent. <laughs> literally 98 yes. uh, yeah it's it's hard to see them competing i mean look the truth of the matter is is they got it, it, the brawny portion of the last challenge they made it they were the first ones to finish it. right but that was with garrett with garrett so now you've eliminated garrett and it's hard to see you know it's hard to see them doing well in the next challenge and it, it's just a poor it's 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 poor vision, but that also makes me think Spencer's Spencer's not at the bottom. Yeah, because the women have to look at Spencer and say, "Well, at least we have one." Well, I don't know if I call him, you know, 
muscular guy, but at least one one. He's tall. He is tall, and that's helpful. Yeah, it's like it's like fighting a mountain lion. You know, the first thing they say is, "Look as big as you can, even if you're not that big." Well, I think Spencer has that going for him. He's good. He's good. Um, let's see. How about uh, how about a question from? Let's go to John DeBono. Okay, uh, and he wants to know if Otis knew that the rice being poured out or being booted was a potential response to being told someone was going. Would you ever have said anything to Melinda and Serena? Now, this is what you were talking about before. Right. Yeah. I, now, if you knew that rice could get spilled out, would you have told them? Absolutely not. Yeah. I, I, there, there's no circumstance, knowing what I know now, that I would ever have replayed it the way I did. Because, look, I did the same thing that Garrett did in the sense that I didn't ask anybody else if they wanted to have a public discourse about it. I forced that on the tribe, and that was really, really bad. Um, yeah. And Garrett obviously pay, paid a much higher price than I did. I yeah. Got, you know. I, I got slapped on the wrist, but I didn't I didn't get booted out of the game. Uh, a lot of people have a similar question here. Gary Lee wants to know, uh, what position did you play in college? Did you play with any NBA stars? Uh, was there a possibility of you playing in the NBA for yourself? And then Ron Chan wants to know, who would win in a one-on-one basketball game between yourself and Cliff Robinson? Okay, I played point guard and shooting guard yeah. uh, in college. I played against a number of NBA players. I played against Jason Capono, Earl Watson, uh, Trevor Ariza, uh, Darren Collison. Um, who else did we play against? Nate Robinson. Uh, so yeah, I, I played against a lot of NBA guys. Um, there was no way I was ever going to make the NBA. I just didn't have the athleticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would win in a one-on-one between me and Cliff Robinson? Yeah. Cliff Robinson, without a doubt. There's no doubt in my <laughs> but mind. But he's old. He's You're old. in your prime. I, I'm in my prime. I'm in my prime. Uh, yeah, Cliff Robinson. Yeah. Hands down. No, no questions. Yeah, what about Cliff Robinson on day 39, you fresh? Ooh, me. Yo! Me, yeah. You would sure. you would be Cliff Robinson. On what day would, would the... Would the, the tide shift? Yeah. Day 27. Day 27, yeah. you beat Cliff Robinson That's, one-on-one. I have 12 days. Yeah. I have 12 days where I can... It's like Christmas. <laughs> the, tw- <laughs> the 12 days of beating Cliff Robinson. Exactly. Okay. Uh, well, that's that's good. That's good to know. Um. So, let's see... Brian Scally uh, wants to know, uh, Colton, like Tasha, expressed frustration over a lack of strategy talk at camp. Was this a deliberate rule set up on the Galang Beach? Or, and if so, uh, was it implemented better than how Garrett handled it? So that, this is a very good question. Okay, let's, let's say that again. Okay, yeah, let me rephrase it. Yeah. So on, on Survivor Blood versus Water, Colton complained in the same way Tasha did that you did not allow there to be strategy talk, and it was boring. Right. And this was he didn't come here for some horrible National Lampoon's vacation. Right. He came here to play Survivor, right. and you guys weren't talking strategy. So the difference is, first of all, the difference is that we were talking strategy, just not with Colton. Yes. And so obviously we didn't want there to be strategy talk anywhere else. But we didn't say no talking strategy. In a sense, we did. But we, didn't just, we just didn't talk any strategy in front of him. So what we said, the party line was we don't want to talk strategy. But you go ahead and talk what you want to talk. We're just not going to talk strategy. So his assumption was none of us were strategizing. This is a lot different from what Garrett did, which was I'm going to tell you my strategy, which is to vote out Jatia, right? And, mm-hmm. then, uh, and, then, and then you all have to go along with it. So the question was, did Colton or Tosh do a better job of dealing with it? Obviously, Tosh did a better job because she succeeded in shifting the vote. Um, you know, I think that... Uh, you know, Colton's bed was made for him by getting in a big fight with Cat one night. And yeah. The next morning, and we woke up, and everyone was kind of in, in alignment. Like, oh, he has to go. 
And at that point, nobody really wanted to talk to him because he's such a he, Colton's great. He's a threat. You know, he's a dangerous person. To play mm-hmm. because he can he can be so manipulative. Uh, but I think Tosh did better. I still think that by Tosh complaining at final, at, sorry, not final, just the tribal council about I can't play, isn't very wise. It's not very wise because it's showing the, the desire to play. And again, you don't want people to know that you want to play Survivor. You want people to think you're out there playing adventures. That would be my biggest piece of advice to anybody who's going to play. Would Colton have had better timing if he waited until you guys were actually going to tribal council to complain about how nobody is strategizing? Mm. No, I think I think he he would have had better timing if he just didn't complain about it and pretended like it didn't matter to him. And then it, the the key. So let's say you're in that situation. No one wants to talk strategy. To yeah. Okay. Obviously, you know you have to know that you can't do it with certain people. You have to see who is staunchest about it, mm-hmm. and those are probably your leaders. Yeah. And then you got to get those other people who are kind of on the fence isolated. And then instead of talking to them strategy, ask them how they feel about the people they're in alliance. Right, start to break them down by like trying to really get a gauge of just how much trust they have with the people they're playing with. And that's where the that that's where I think holes are. Now, I think Colton has said that he re- he never had a chance in the, in the last season. Not true. Not at all. Not true. At what point did did it change from him having a chance to not having a chance? Okay, up until the the night he gets in a fight with Cat, I'm with him. Yeah, it's me, Tina, Jervis, Colton. And Monica. And you felt like you could work with him. I was willing to work with him. And then he does this thing with Kat, and it's like that. Was, it was just vicious. It was no. It was no strategy involved. It was literally just to create drama for his own thing. And did it make the show? A little of it made the show. Yeah. Yeah. And what was it over? Uh, whether or not Kat had said it was like a he said she he said she said thing. It was it was nothing like none of our business. Yeah. At that point, I was willing to move move away from. Colton, I woke up in the morning and Monica, who was like Colton's right hand man, says to me, I can't play with him anymore, which I was shocked about. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then Tina wakes up and says the same thing. And then, and then me, Jervis, and Tina sit around the well and we say, okay, well, we should probably take out, take out Colton next. And that's, that's when Tyson and I went, moved into an alliance. So what you didn't see is Tyson and I were going to blindside Colton should we have lost that challenge. And we tried to lose the challenge, but we were not successful. So there's no blindside. And then why did he quit? Because he knew he couldn't, he knew. But that he, he knew. But if you were guys were to blindside him, did he know he was getting voted off? Yeah. So once we won the challenge, and there was no tribal, and he had like, yeah. The next day, he woke up and he started wanting to talk, and it was like, shoot, what do we do now? Kind of the ca- with Colton, it's so dangerous to blindside him. You know, enough people had to know he was going to be blindsided, but t- we, we told everybody mm-hmm. that we didn't go to tribal. It was like this secret's not going to stay secret, right, for another three days. What, what are we going to do? So we just basically gave him the cold shoulder at that point. The cold shoulder. The cold shoulder. <laughs> the Colton shoulder. Yeah. Um, all right. So Dan Heaton uh, wants to know, can Sarah be voted the leader, dominate at challenges, and still find a way to the end game? She may be quite a target if she keeps this going. So now we've talked a lot about Sarah. Yeah. yeah. And talk about how, how she's uh, you know done everything perfect. But at some point, does she keep doing enough stuff perfect that she becomes a target? Yeah, at some point she becomes a target. Hopefully it's a lot further down the road. On her tribe, LJ is a much... Let's see, is she with LJ? No, 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 no. On her no. tribe, Tony's a much bigger target, bigger personality. Right. You got you got issues happening with... Is it Tasha? Trisha. Trisha. With Trisha and Lindsay. She has enough dysfunction on her tribe right now to 
step back and let the chaos consume each other and so that no one's really looking at who the threats are on that side just yet. Yeah. The only person with any who's really shown any real strategic backbone is Tony. And it looks like Tony isn't really trying to make a move just yet. So I think we'll see how Tony and Trish sorry, Tony and Sarah play out. That that'll be that's gonna determine her fate, what she does with Tony. Okay. Um this is from Michael Chase. He wants to know what tribe does Otis think he would have been placed on if he was a contestant this season? Oh uh, gosh. I what think... tribe would you be on? What tribe would I want to be on? Both. Uh I think I'd want to be on Braun. Okay. Um, it, you want to be on the tribe with the least amount of thinkers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, this is all theoretic. Before watching the first episode, I'd want to be on Braun um, or Beauty. I wouldn't want to be on Brains. Our brains, you're already seeing. People are overthinking and underthinking. It's just it's a it's a mess on Brains. It's a little messy. I think they would probably put me if I were to be cast. Probably put me on. If brains, you were to be cast? Brains. If I were to be ca- cast, with oh, a T, not okay. cast. I think they'd probably put me on brains. Okay. I'd, I'd like to think of myself as an intelligent person. But uh, I can't see them putting me on brawn. Uh, not a big stretch to put me on beauty if I don't say so myself. Uh, it, it's hard. I don't know. What do you think you'd be put on, Rob? I think I'd be on the brains. I mean, yeah. uh, I, th- I said the other – I tweeted yesterday that, uh, you know, this is like – this show is like uh, Survivor BBB. Hold the uh, beauty and the brawn. Yeah, I, I I think I'd be on brains also. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's do. Uh, here's a question from Brian Scally. He wants to know: um, Should Garrett have targeted Cass before David to keep himself in the gender majority? Should Cass have been the first person to go out? No. No, 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 no. Because he's already, Cass has already let Garrett know she wants Jatia out. Okay. Right? So then right away you see, okay, look, the girls are splitting. They're dividing each other. Why Why not go after somebody who, I mean, to be honest, David wasn't giving them much of a physical uh, advantage out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So taking him out wasn't a bad move in terms of, you know, present gameplay for the tribe's survival. You think David was getting on their nerves out there? I don't know if he was getting on their nerves. He just looks like he just look at him. He looks like someone who's constantly conniving, you know? Yeah. I, he just he just kind of comes off as somebody who's constantly I've watched a lot of House of Cards. I do get a little bit of a Frank Underwood uh, yeah. vibe from from David. There's like a Frank Underwood vibe but less but a lot less clever. A lot <laughs> a lot more obvious, you know? He was he was funny. I talked to him on the exit interview this morning. He was good. Yeah. Well, how are the Marlins looking this year? Uh Probably not great. Did you talk to him about his uh, his his long term job? Uh, you know, security. We talked about it a little bit. Well, I believe his father in law is the owner of the team. Oh, so well, he married in. Huh? Yes, I think so. Wow. What a, so, now that that's a move. So that's a move. That's a move. That's a move. So that, that's, would I marry uh, Jerry Buss's daughter if if given the chance? Yeah, absolutely. If it meant I could be GM of the Lakers, yeah, or the coach, or the coach, one or the <laughs> other, doesn't matter. There you go. Um. All right, so we're going to segue into uh, voicemails here in just a little bit. Let's do it. Uh, I just want to take a minute here. Now, you're here for the whole show. I'm here. You're here for the whole show. The you're here for the whole show. So I just want to take a second. It's the first podcast of the season. Uh, I've told you, a lot of you got, or for you, those of you guys who have been listening, I've told you guys about how uh, a couple months ago I made the transition that I am going to be a full-time podcaster right now. And so now this is basically all of my time is now devoted to 
Uh, Rob has a podcast. And I also started a second website called Post Show Recaps, which is the serialized uh, or the scripted TV arm of podcasting, which for a long time I was doing on Rob as a podcast. But what I wanted to do was sort of, you know, I didn't want, I wanted to talk about more shows, but I didn't want to dilute Rob as a podcast. So if you haven't checked that out yet, uh, Post Show Recaps is our scripted TV arm. Uh, where we're covering Walking Dead and House of Cards and Game of Thrones and Saturday Night Live. All those podcasts that we had done on here have now moved over. But as part of what we're doing is that we are looking for ways to try to make some money from podcasting. And we do that in a couple different ways. We have our Amazon links, which you guys are always very supportive, and start your shopping with the robasawebsite.com slash Amazon. And of course, uh, we have ads on the site and ads on our YouTube channel. But the other thing that's come up in the last couple months has been the crowdfunding that we've been able to do with Rob as a podcast through a site called Patreon. Now, do you know, do you know about any of this? I, a little bit of this. You kind of you talked to me a little bit about it before. I, I am happy to pay for my Rob has a podcast podcast. Well, here's the thing that nobody has to pay for Rob has a podcast. That's the beautiful part. And the, the podcast that we do and all the episode recaps will never, it won't ever cost anything that I, you know, we give it away and it's, you know, that's, that's never going to change. We want as many people as possible to listen to this, but, if you would like to help support this podcast, uh, there is now a way for you to make uh, contributions per episode. And what, we, what we'd like for you to do, if you wanted to, was that you could support the podcast for as, uh, as little as a quarter an episode. Uh, and, Fantastic. And what you do is you go to robinswebsite.com slash patron. Uh, there's also a couple of incentives. There's a video on there that explains how that works. There's also a, a link on the bottom of each post that says become a patron. And if you click on that, you can sort of see the video where I sort of outline exactly what we're trying to do. And I'm not going to talk about this on every single episode, but it's the, first, it's the start of a season. This is about a three-month journey that we're doing. Uh, we're only going to, uh, you know, the only podcast that you're going to be supporting uh, via a financial uh, donation are The Survivor and The Amazing Race. And in the summer, Big Brother, we're not even going to bother you with Big Brother Canada. We're going to cover that, but that's, that's a freebie. Enjoy that. And, if you're and, and listen, to, to Rob's credit, he didn't ask me to say this, but Rob puts in so many hours on this stuff. And, and Rob, you do a fantastic job. It's, but this is my passion. This is your and, passion. And, and nobody and, asked me to do this. Like yeah. I, I've, I've, chosen, I've chosen to do this. And this is, you know, and, this and is what fulfills it's, it's me. Small, it's a small penance a 25 cents an episode it, it, you know it comes out to about five dollars a month i'm going to do about five shows a week um that's you know that's basically your survivor this that's this show that's the survivor know-it-alls that's the survivor exit interview and if, if uh, rob gets enough funding he's going to put an ac unit in this place so that we don't have to by the way it it's february 27th today and how hot is it in this room it is, I, i'm sweating balls i am uh, sweating balls 79.6 degrees here in the hot, hot yoga studio. It is. It's a Bikram yoga class. Yeah, because we had the lights on because we're on YouTube. Right. Um, but anyway, so, and this, by the way, this is, I sit in this hot room all day. All day. Yeah, he, <laughs> You're so, gonna he leave. sweats it out. I'm leaving. You're going to leave. Uh, but anyway, so it's about five shows a week. This is where Rob comes to hide from Dom. Yeah, if you if you'd like to if you'd like to help out, you can also set a monthly limit on. Hey, I can, you know I only want to you know help out with a, you know two dollars a month, whatever. It's appreciated, and if that's not right for you, then we appreciate it if you even just still use our links for Amazon. Yeah, uh, robiswebsite dot com, Amazon. Yeah, I, I, I'm signing up. I'm gonna go home and sign up. Okay, well, <laughs> that, that, uh, well, uh, to be fair, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna Google 
Jatia, not safe for work pictures right. and then i'm gonna sign up i gotta have my priorities in order much appreciated yeah and so again it's top of the season we got three months of this stuff coming up i'm very excited about that but i wanted to tell you guys about uh, a way that you guys can help support the show now let's let's get to the voicemails okay oh here we go are you ready about this okay yeah, so this. we go with first okay let's go with uh let's start with a, start a, with a amy. friend let's yeah okay let's start with amy okay. full disclosure was your campaign manager correct for, a, hell, a hell of a campaign manager yes and also uh a member of the uh rhap staff full disclosure uh let's take her voicemail okay here is Amy. all right here we go take it away amy hey robin Otis. it's amy from the interns and team dilf first Otis, just wanted to congratulate you on a great run just missing the finals and clawing your way back to second place is quite commendable now one of your celeb supporters was spencer who shares your love of tidy whities and the RHAP community. So personally, I'd love to see Spencer carry that tidy whitey torch and claim the Mr. Survivor 2015 title. So my question is, what advice do you have for his campaign since he may also face an uphill battle in the hair department? Thanks. Oh, okay, so this is a good question. So Spencer right. uh, has been you know, somewhat vocal right. about his desire to potentially be Mr. Survivor 2015. Not too early the campaign. No, it's not too early. It's, it's, and again, he could be early. fighting an uphill battle uh, in the hair department. Yeah. No, I, I, my first piece of advice would be start growing the mane. Obviously. Ooh. Start growing it out, Spence. Uh, and secondarily, you know what I found to be very helpful? Now, granted, I didn't win, but I did, I did catapult up to second. Yeah. Is I would, went on to the, the RHAP boards during the miss survivor debates i think that helped a lot i think so too i i engaged you know i think engagement is perhaps the, the coolest thing you could do uh, uh right right now if, if, if we were going to run this contest right now spencer has my vote you know out of out of the uh nine male contestants spencer's mine i think that just like in you know going out and like shaking hands and kissing babies like the reason why people do that is because it gives the impression that you're interested exactly. in, in other people yeah. and I kind of feel like the aloof sort of, I don't care if I win, I don't care if I lose, whatever. Uh, I don't think that that is a, necessarily... That only works if you're Malcolm. Yeah. You know? But Malcolm, I felt like, uh, tr showed that he did... No, he did. He fought for he it. He did care. He fought for it. Well, uh, Malcolm I actually got a nice email from Malcolm the other day. No, and he's stoked about it. I mean, yeah. uh, Malcolm, RHAP listeners, I will not reveal just how involved Malcolm is in RHAP, but let it be known that that man has been involved on the show. And Rob, you know this. Yes. He has a more more than the RHAP, RHAP listeners. More than people know. Have an idea. More than people know. Yeah. There's uh, a lot that Malcolm does that does not come to the surface. He's more the guy behind the guy. The guy behind the guy. He's in the spy shack behind yeah. this behind exactly. the apartment. He's the Tony of RHAP. All right. Let's go to <laughs> let's go to Ring the bell, dude. You okay. deserve that. There you go. Uh <laughs> let's go to let's see. How about um uh here's a question from Let's try to take this one from uh, Joe. What does Joe have to say? Here's Joe. What's up, Rob? Name's Joe. I'm calling in from Minnesota. Uh, I just had a question about the uh, Brains Tribe. Now that uh, they're down two, two players, and uh, now it's just Spencer and the three girls. But my question is, what does Spencer have to do to get himself back in the numbers, back in an alliance uh, within the four people left? Or do you think he's going to be, be saved by uh, his tribe splitting up to join part of the other two tribes? Uh, just wondering what you think will come first. 
and if you think that that scra- that tribe is uh, screwed, so I'd love to hear what you have to think about it on the podcast. See, you, man. Okay. Great energy, Joe. Great. Energy. <laughs> so Joe's pumped up. I, I think. I think we should first of all ask Vetus. Yes. What Spencer should do. Yes. So uh, let me go into my Vetus voice. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, hi, I'm Vetus. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, we have the same. Is Vetus here? Yeah, no, we have the same voice. It's crazy. Uh, no, I think. Uh, you know, I for, for some reason, I think that Spencer is going to be okay. I think should the brains lose again, I think JT is going home. I think he's okay also. Uh, do you think he is somebody who could be saved by the swap? Could he be like the Malcolm of this season where uh, they mix, you know, the tri- they send Spencer and whoever to one tribe? And- right. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I, I don't see a swap happening yet. It's a little early for a swap. I think you've got to go four episodes before a swap. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think Spencer will be okay the next one for sure. Uh, not for sure. At least that's what I think. And then I think when they do swap, obviously – He's he has shown himself at this point in the game to be astute enough to step back, listen, watch, notice where things are, mm-hmm. and then find out where the crevices are and make it, make himself a home where he can split things up. Yeah, uh, I feel I, good. About, I feel good about. Spencer. I agree. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be okay. Yeah. Here's a question from uh, J D Zinda. He's got a question for you. Okay. Hey, when is your new music coming out? That's it. Hey, when is your new music coming out? I feel like JD was hitting on me a little bit. When he hey, that question. hey, when is your new music coming out? You feel like he doesn't care. He just yeah. wants to start the conversation. Hey, so, um, JD, when's your next song coming out? No, thanks when, for asking. When's your music JD. coming out? <laughs> um, so, I, I have a new project. It's called My Swedish Friend. Is the name of our band. My Swedish Friend is that you have a new band? Yeah, it's it's a it's a folktronica project. So it's folk and electronica music combined. And our our first. Uh, song is a remix of an Otis song, Old Walls. Uh, so yeah, um, that's so the name of the band is My Swedish Friend. Correct. Okay, My Swedish Friend. Uh, and if you go to SoundCloud and you go to My Swedish Friend, you can listen to the song for My free. Swedish Friend or My Swedish Friend NSFW. Uh, My Swedish Friend underscore NSFW underscore Jatia. Okay, got it. <laughs> no, um, no, it's just My Swedish Friend. Yeah, so it's like a folktronic album. But yeah, thanks for asking, JD, for real. Um, I don't know when the next Otis album is coming out, but I've been working on a lot of songs. Unfortunately, most of them feel like lullabies. I don't you're, know. Are you getting ready to be a dad? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I find myself picking up the guitar when I'm sitting around with my fiance, and and I just keep singing songs to the little guy. So yeah, it's hard to uh, you know, it's hard to do anything else when you get. You know how that feels, Rob. Sure. Do you feel like a lot of your RHAP podcasts when 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 Dom was on the way became a little bit like lullabies? Well, most many people have told me they've fallen asleep <laughs> to this podcast, no, especially that, the, especially the commuters. No, and that's what I would do when Nicole was pregnant with Dominic. That I would just sit in front of him and then just podcast to him, right? Uh, until Nicole would scream and say, "Get away from me! You're annoying me!" Enough, and, yeah, enough, yeah. Uh, and then that was it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, in, right. insert inappropriate, jo- uh, you know, a John Fincher joke here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then another thing I did that annoyed Nicole was then I would uh, take the i the iPhone and then play the podcast and then put the iPhone up to the uh, her her baby bump uh-huh. and then have a Rob as a podcast episode going right. there. Some, some pregnant women put Mozart up to their belly. Yeah, Nicole put up RHAP podcast. No, I did, and then Nicole got mad and would said, it, "Stop would, doing that." Would you ever put like earplugs in her ears when she fell asleep and do it so that you could maximize time with? 
with podcasts. <laughs> no, no, she was anti. She was anti that. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, let's see. All right. So we answered that question. Let's go to uh, let's go to Jordan Parhar, and he has a question that I know you want to talk about. Okay. okay? Here we go. Here we go. Uh, idols. Ooh. Hey, Rob. It's Jordan Parhar. What is up with the Tyler Perry God Idol twist mentioned on the TVGN Survivor preview? There was no mention of the new twist last night, and the castaways just didn't seem to be aware of it. It seems to be weird to me because the millions of Survivor fans who didn't watch the preview have no clue that this twist is actually going on. So is this just poor editing on CBS's part, or do you think there will be only one quote-unquote God Idol later in the game? Okay, let's start, let's start where we need to start. Is he in the shower? <laughs> no. Go back. Go back to the start of this thing. You think you think that Jordan? Give me the first two seconds of this. Okay, is Jordan Parhar in the shower? Let's uh, let's go back and listen to this. Hey Rob, it's Jordan Parhar. What is up with the Tyler Perry God Idol water? twist mentioned on the TVGN Survivor preview? Maybe he's being tortured. It sounds more like a dribble of water than a uh, than a shower stream. He might have a leaky roof. That's true. Or he, or he might have just like brushed his teeth. <laughs> That's possible. All right. So the Tyler Perry Idol. Now, do you, now, I am one of the millions that did not watch the preview. Okay. So Jeff Probst claimed that after the, I guess after Caramoan, he got a text message from Tyler Perry, and Tyler Perry said in text message, "Hey, you need to make the idol be able to be played after the vote." And Jeff Probst said, "We have to do this." So they they changed the idol's power. Right. And they put it back to what it used to be. Right. The Terry Dietz idol. The Terry Dietz idol, which which obviously wasn't very wise because it never got played then. Yeah. Because you had to play around it at that point. You, yeah. You couldn't blind. Did anybody people. ever play the the idol under never. the old rules? Never. Yule never did Yule and never Terry, did and Terry Dietz never did. did. Yeah. And that's why they changed it. So Jeff got a text from Tyler Perry and with a desire to be in Tyler Perry's next movie, he decides he's yeah. gonna go or ahead. Did, or direct, direct the yeah. next Tyler Perry movie. I don't. I, don't, I feel like Jeff wants to be in it. He wants to be in the movie. What was the name of Jeff's uh, directorial debut? Uh, which Finder's Fee? Oh yeah, fantastic. Film. Yeah, <laughs> that was fantastic. That's good. So I feel like Jeff's just playing playing politics here by making this movie. I, I don't know why. Why would you do that? What does it add to the show to create a god idol besides give somebody way too much power? I don't know, but I will say, like I said with Blood versus Water, right? I said, let me see it in practice. Before we reserve judgment, the, the, the let me old, see how it goes. The if it, only value to a god idol is a majority decides to vote somebody out who has the god idol, willing to sacrifice their leader just to flush the idol. Yeah, and that would be good if we saw that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. So but that's a little bit like what happened with Philip Shepard, in a sense. Two idols essentially served as a god idol. Yeah, you know. So let's see. Let's see how it goes. And again, that's after the merge. After the merge, is that supposed yeah, to be one of the I, I'll wait to I'll wait to to really talk about it, but I'm not gonna reserve judgment. I'm judging it and I don't like it. Yeah. How do how do you feel? Well, I feel like, like we've seen it. It's not like we haven't seen it. Seems it. like a backward step. Yeah. But let's see let's see it play out. Right. Um, if that's the case, let's bring Terry Dietz back. He deserves to play again. Uh, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. And Shane Powers. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Shane Powers would be fun. Okay, let's do this real quick. Here's my phone call. Okay. Rob. Uh, hold on. Let me call in. Yeah. Ding. Rob. Uh, yes. Of all the contestants who have not returned to play, if you had a 16-person season of Survivor, who would you cast for, for returners who haven't come back yet? Returners that haven't come back yet? So you need eight guys and eight women? Correct. Um, 
Or is it nine and nine? We'll do eight and eight. Eight and eight. All right. Uh, I'll run out of names. Uh, just off, off the top of my head. Give sure. Top five. Okay, top five. Bring back Shane. Okay. How about let's bring back Stephen Fishback. Okay. Uh, let's Todd. He's out of rehab. Let's bring him back. Okay. How about Yule? Okay. Uh, give me Brian Heideck. Oh, whoa, puppy crusher. Yeah. Oh, so you got a lot of winners in this thing. You got three winners. Yeah, that's. What, I mean, that's off the top of my head. Shane Powers in a finalist. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So you, okay, and then on the women's side. On the women's side, uh, women that we have uh, have only played once, and we didn't bring back. Can we bring back Kim Spradlin? Absolutely. Can we bring back Sophie? Absolutely. Uh, Another. This is a packed winter season. Sure. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Who else? Shambo. Okay. Ooh. That she's good. Let's bring. Let's bring her back. Let's see. Uh, one timers. Well, let's let's bring back Sierra. Okay. And let me get uh, another one timer. Alicia Rosa. No. You wouldn't want to see her again. No. Ooh, I feel like she'd make such good TV. No, I didn't think she made good TV the first time. Really? You don't think she like she was a uh, no controversial? Maybe, but yeah. I think she was controversial for saying that. Um, you know, she d- works would, with special yeah. ed uh, people, and Cat is dumber than right. or, I, or, or I think she said Christina it was, was dumb. Insensitive. Yeah. So no, I she did nothing for me. Okay. And I'm trying to think of uh, one other one timer. Uh, Oh, well, how about, how about the, uh, how about RC? Ooh, <laughs> RC coming back. I think sure. she deserves it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that that's Rob's top 10 returners. Yeah. That's off the top of my head. I'm yeah, sure. Well, Denise great. Stapley would be another good one. Okay. You like the winners. You, you're basically pushing for a winner's episode, a winner's season. I think there's a lot of, I don't think that um, all the winners are necessarily good. Like but, on a scale of one to 10, how bad do you want Judd back? Zero. Okay. All right. That's not on the scale, but I'll let yeah. you. I'll let you enter that. that. That's how much I don't want him back. I mean, I, I okay. don't want him what back. A, I don't want Natalie White back. Okay. Uh, with all due respect to Bob Crowley. Okay. Uh, you know, there is. A, I don't the think. Sapia? I mean, she's a nice person, but yeah. I, 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 I don't have any hatch. Desire. What about hatch? Of course, out of ten. Yeah. You got to see hatch back. Would love to see a hatch back. All right. All right. That was my question. Thank you for answering it, Rob. Yes. Okay. Any any other winners? Um. Yeah, Yule's a good call. I'd love to see Danny Boatwright play again. I think she's got a lot of fans. I, I, you know who I feel like you you didn't mention who I actually really would like to see play again is Rafe. Rafe. I liked watching Rafe play. Yeah. I thought he was fun. Okay. So, but, you know, personal preference. Obviously. Yeah. I, I don't think he would. Oh, well, he's got too much going for him. Too much going for him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. People only come back to Survivor when they don't have anything else going on. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. If you had something, go- if you had something good going on, would you go back on Survivor? Uh, well, I mean, I just went back. Yeah. So you're trying to say my life sucked the last year. I'm not saying it sucked, but I'm Hurtful, saying if you had, I'm saying if you had something, if, if you were like, uh, like, boy, I've got this really great opportunity. I can't walk away from this right now. Right. Uh, they, they sent an email out, as you know. Yes. Right. And I did respond to it. And I said, I, I'm not interested in coming back. again. Whoa. So. Well, yeah. breaking news. Are you retired from Survivor? I, I told them for at least five years. Five years? Yeah. I, for my, the first five years of River's life. That's his name, by the way. That's an RHAP exclusive. Exclusive. River. Is uh, going to be our boy's name, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't. Had we even known that that on the podcast that you were having a boy? No, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. think we knew. Okay, but yeah, it's a boy. Yeah. Uh, well, congratulations. He's gonna be, uh, he's gonna be the Robin to Batman or Dom's, <laughs> Dom's Robin. Yes. I'm gonna good. bring him over here. Good. Look, that the temperature has soared. What was it before? Seventy-one point five. I moved this the, the thermometer out into the light. It might be closer to the light now. Eighty-one point six degrees. The 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 thermometer is not stopping. It is on a exponentially. And we are we are 
Otis is out of water. I have a little. I have a little bit left. Jatia, I am. Jatia would come in and she would dump all the water on the ground. Say no water. No water for any of you guys. Yeah. Well, we're, well, let's soldier on here. I, what's the next one here? Do we have Daniel has something here? Okay, keep going. All right. So this is from Daniel. Okay. Uh, and he wants to talk about uh, the uh, tribe names from right. Daniel. Here we go. Hey, Rob. I got a question that kind of irks me. What was the point of giving the tribes names if Jeffs keep calling them by brains, brawn, and beauty? I don't even remember the names anymore. I don't really see the point in that, especially when it's a themed season like Heroes versus Villains. The only time someone mentioned the name was Tasha when she said Luzon, but um, quite frankly, that's the only name that made sense because they definitely got their lose on. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to get the bell for that one. Yeah, anyway, tell me go. what you think. Take care. There's Daniel. Daniel. Spot on. Yeah, Spot great, on. great call, Daniel. <laughs> great analysis. Lose on. They yeah, got their great, lose great on. Great voice. Great. Yeah. All right. So, does it bother you Daniel when? For the win. Does it bother you when there is so it's brains versus beauty versus brawn? Jeff is calling them brains versus beauty versus brawn. Does it bother you that they have an actual tribe name? It doesn't bother me. It just seems pointless. Yeah. Here's the thing. At some point, they're going to switch the tribes around, and then there's going to be you know Spencer and Cast are going right. to be on brawn, and so then they're going to call them by the tribe name. Right. Exactly. Well, I, I think when they switch tribes, there's only going to become two. Yeah. So I think at that point, that's when the tribe names matter. Yes. So that that's what I'm saying. Those will probably be new names anyway. Well, no, they'll, they'll keep the same names. Okay. Whatever their name is now, Luzon or right, whatever. On swaps, they, they keep names. That's yes. right. On, so on, they'll keep they'll keep the name and but, they'll, but they'll on use... a merge, you come up with a new name. Yeah. So. What what were Tadhana and, and Galong. Galong. Right. Yeah. And so you could have just called them loved ones versus right. you know, returning players. Right, exactly. Um and then of course then you switch them up and then you have to use the I, I tweeted at Jeff Propes last night and I referred to our tribe as the returning tribe, not even the yeah. Uh, of course, he didn't respond. What about he- like a heroes versus villains? Did they call them heroes tribe and villains tribe? I, I think for the most part, they were referred to that way. I yeah. feel like that's the tell. Like uh, if your tribe is called whatever it is, right. then they're not going to switch you around. Now, now we, we last season, we went by Galong. We, like we didn't say like we're the returners. We always mentioned Galong. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like last season Jeff even he Jeff never called us the returners. He always called us Galong. This season it's different. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but it's a good observation. So what I wanted to talk to you about a little bit, Rob, before we started podcasting was the difference between our last season and and this season. Now, last season was a great season because of the structural changes in the game. Yeah. The fact that you had family at its core, change Survivor, right? We, we've gone back to the, the older style of Survivor or pre-Blood vs. Water on this season, but we have such a great cast that it's, it's a character-driven season. Whereas last season was more driven by strategy and the, the impacts of changing the nature of the game. Yeah. This season is driven by characters again. And, and each one of them is fun to watch. You know, last season, I think, as a viewer, even as a contestant, it challenged your strategic ideas. This this season hasn't so much challenged your strategic ideas. A little bit with that first twist by having to choose a leader. And it, this episode challenged a lot of my strategic ideas. <laughs> I had a lot of ideas about how you play this game, and this episode challenged them. Okay, a lot, but mostly because of the characters <laughs> making those choices. Said, oh this boy, is a you, are, you are really challenging what I believe. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 it's fun to watch. For me, I think I prefer um, a little bit of both. I like that they've given us one thing last last season, and now we get more character driven, and hopefully they can keep us on our toes by changing things up. Sometimes strategically, sometimes character wise. Yeah. Bob and weave. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jab, 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 hook. Jab, 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 right hook. That's, That's right. right. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. So let me, you want to hear a question that I haven't even heard before? This is, uh, this is a question from uh, here from Matt Forsyth. I don't know what it is. Okay. It might suck. All right, let's do it. It might suck. I haven't heard it. Let, let's play this one. Here we go. Matt Forsyth. Hey, what's up, Rob and Nod? It's Matt Forsyth here. We've all heard a lot about people like Sarah and LJ being potentially good game players. I want you all to give me one game player out there that you think can have a big impact on this game that's not really being talked about right now. Thanks. Bye. Somebody who's not being talked about right now. Well, I know you're going to point to Spencer, but he is but we're being talking, ta- we're talking about, about him. I bet we're talking about Spencer, but Spencer didn't get much airtime. If it wasn't for listen, if it wasn't for Spencer's pregame interviews, pregame hype. If you just turned on the show, for example, yeah. my fiance does not watch the show. Yeah, she's not talking about Spencer. I think the majority of Americans watching Survivor are not talking about Spencer. Now, real fans of the show are talking about Spencer. So I think Spencer is somebody that we could say the majority of of the show's watchers are not talking about him. The, but the internet people, I feel right, like right, about. right, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll give you. Let me give you uh, one guy. Who I think people are not are, are, are sleeping on a little bit. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with Bryce. Going I think with Bryce? Yeah. people are sleeping on sleeping I, on the I, Bryce. I would, I would go with that, I, and I think that's, that's a good call. And I think people are sleeping on Tasha. Yeah, I was gonna say she would be my number two pick. Yeah, I like Bryce. Uh, and I like Tasha. Yeah, um, you know, I, he's a freak. I'm a freak. Yeah. Let's get freaky all week. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be me, Rob. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all night. Uh, I don't think Trish has much of a shot at it. I, I, I think Trish is gonna be around for a bit, though. I, feel I, I like she's she, gonna be like the Sherry. Still. Yeah, no, no, she has a chance to go deep. I just don't think she can win it. I think Cliff Robinson, unfortunately, is gonna be the victim of envy. Uh, you can see he's he's charming and funny and lovable, and Woo loves him. Yeah. Uh, and and you can already see. How about woo? That's what you want to call him. Yeah. Okay. All right. Than, From now on, more, let it be more, let it more be. than anything. Is that like an edict? If you come on my show, you can only refer to woo as woo. woo. <laughs> um, yeah. You know. I, woo, uh, woo. Yeah. Sarah. Obviously, she's being talked about. So we can't. Tony. No. Yeah. I think I think I think Bryce and uh, Tosh is a good call. All right. And I'm gonna give you one more voicemail, and this is on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Okay. All right. Here we go. This is from Mark. Okay. Hey, Otis and Rube. This is Mark Scott from Canada, and I was just wondering, out of every single player, who do you think has the worst or 0.000% chance of winning? Thanks, and have a good day. Jutia. Okay. Jutia. I feel like there's a lot of people in the 0.00. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's go through. Let's go. Uh, let's sorry. Go through. All right, let's go. Beauty. Give me the 0.00. Okay, Beauty. Um, Morgan cannot win. Um, let's see. It would be, yeah. It, it's, it's mathematically impossible. For Morgan to win, okay. Jatia cannot. Uh, how about? Uh, uh, well, let's stick with the beauty. What, uh, I was gonna say what about what's on the board? Here. Okay, Jeffra or Alexis? Are they gonna put them in zero point zero zero? No, no, or they're, I, not, I, they're not dead yet. They're not dead yet. They okay. have a chance to. to Jeremiah, zero point uh, zero. Okay, yeah, I, I kind of agree on that one. Uh, okay, how about Braun? Uh, Braun, I do not think Cliff Robinson has a chance. Zero point zero zero. Tony. Uh, I think he has a chance. You ha- Tony has a chance. He has a chance. I'm no, not. Gonna, I'm not I, I, throwing Tony, him out. I'm putting him in zero point zero. You're gonna put him in zero point zero zero. All right. Uh, All right. Lindsay. No chance. Yeah. yeah. Lindsay's done. Lindsay's done. Trisha. No chance. Probably no. She's chance. She's not gonna win jury votes. Yeah. Even if she gets to the end. So do we have the season narrowed down to like six people? Uh, yeah, I think they. I think that's. I mean, that's the whole idea. You know, the first time I played, the, basically casting told me there's four people we think can win this thing. All right. So who's okay? Give me the, who can win this game. Sarah. Okay. Sarah. Bryce. Can win. Sarah, Bryce can win. Tasha. Tasha can Spencer. win. Spencer. Spencer. Cass? No. 
Uh, LT has it. LJ, sorry, LJ has a chance. LJ, if he doesn't get knocked off. Uh, Jeffra. No. Alexis. No. Um. Woo. 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 Uh. No. 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 no we don't know. No. no. Woo in him. All right. So the people that can win. There's five people can that can win the game. Uh, I'm gonna give Tony a shot. No, at a Tony, at Tony, giving, at anybody. I'm giving Tony a shot. Boy. Uh. Okay. When has somebody like Tony won the game? Russell Hance made it to the finals twice. And what happened? He didn't win, but I think Tony's a little bit cooler than Russell Hance in terms of his ability to socially win over men. First off, nobody's cooler than Russell Hance. Okay. I take it back. I uh, agree. I like Russell <laughs> so much. Go on. Yeah. Uh, second, Did you hear the fear in my voice well, when I said that? Yeah. We'll talk about <laughs> Russell was good last night. We'll talk about Russell in a little bit. Okay. Um, I like Russell. He's an interesting dude. Yeah. I feel like. Uh, I feel like there's got to be somebody else. Do you think Cass could win it? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I don't have a good feeling. He's like Lil. I feel like there's some I people. Get, I get a Lil vibe from yeah. Cass. I feel like there's some people. I wouldn't put them in zero point zero zero, but I put them in the one percenters. All right, can you put Tony in the one percent? I put uh, fine. Tony could be in the one percent. I'd put Cass in the one percenters. Yeah, what about like Alexis? What's it, Alexis? I'd put the two Alexis and Jeffra in the one percenters. Yeah, yeah I'd put them there. Um, Woo. Woo, I feel like... Uh, has more of a shot. I feel like I'd put Woo in, in the... Uh, he he has a shot to win this thing. Okay. okay. He's I mean, well-liked. He, Everybody yeah, likes Woo. The thing is, we're so early on, we really haven't seen much okay. from the other two tribes. We've seen a lot of Brain. Yeah. You know, Brain, I think we're pretty much... We know who who has a chance. Yeah. Win. And next week, we'll come on here and we'll be like, oh, my God, Beauty is the worst tribe. Right. What a disaster. Because right, exactly. it's like you're when you're winning, you're, you look smart, and when you're losing, you look dumb. Agreed. Okay. Um. All right, so let's get into some of the stuff from uh, social media. Okay. And uh, I, I have some... Okay, so I, Are these uh, tweets from other survivors? Yeah, we have tweets from other survivors. Great. And so, uh, yeah, you have your headphones on. Good, good, good. I'm ready. Um, so I, let me just uh, pull up. I have some clips also, something new that I want to try for this season. And so I have a little, a little bit more uh, time to be able to, to, talk about, to talk about some things. Okay. Um, so... Every season or every episode, we like to talk about the Jeff Probst inappropriate comments of the week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this is something that Jeff Probst has said, if you're joining us for the first time. Jeff Probst said that is out of context, is inappropriate. Let's okay. And so uh, normally I just tell you, uh, but this week uh, I actually pulled the clip. Oh, I don't know if I'll be able to do this every week. I'll okay. try when I can. Here is uh, the winner of Jeff Probst's inappropriate comment of the week. Uh, for this week. Is the winner? Why don't you give us the not winners first? Okay, here's the, here are the not winners, okay? okay. Uh, yeah. You know, they're not even good. They're, they're, oh, uh, so we're not even going to get anything. We're getting one. Yeah, you get one. Okay, you, all right. Yeah, right. one that's good. Here's Jeff Probst's inappropriate, uh, out-of-context comment of the week. All three tribes working together well, taking turns going down. Okay. <laughs> here you go. You want, you want it again? Yeah, let's, let's, let's do that again. One more time. Sounds great. Okay, hold on. Let me get the. the I think. Let me see. I feel like you could probably cut out the all three tribes. All three tribes working together well, taking turns going down. <laughs> there you go. They're working well, taking turns going yeah, down. Exactly. That's ideally. That's yeah. that's how you want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Sounds okay. like a uh, recipe for a, a good long relationship. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Now I've added another segment here. We've talked for many for a long time about Jeff Probst's out of context inappropriate comment of the week. Okay. But I feel like when necessary, I feel like it's okay to have the survivor contestant out of context oh, yeah. inappropriate comment Absolutely. of the week. Absolutely. Let's hear it. Okay. 
Uh, and this week's out of context inappropriate comment uh, comes to us from Tony. Ooh. Okay. Here's here's Tony's out of context inappropriate Love comments. Tony. Love him. This is huge. I needed this. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That honestly is going to be the best flip you have all season. (laughs) Rob, can you email that to me? Sure. I'm going to make this my ringtone. One one more time. Here's Tony. This was something we all laughed about while it was playing. Yeah, this is. This is huge. (laughs) I needed this. What's weird is I'm visualizing this. (laughs) If it had a matching clip, (laughs) Tony. Jesus, Tony. Tony Really? Tony's a size queen. Yeah, this is huge. (laughs) You don't know how much he needed this. He needed it. He He needed needed it. It was huge. Um, boy. Okay. And, uh, that I was also very impressed last night. I'm sure you, you must've been thrilled, uh, to have gotten a shout out during the yeah, episode. Absolutely. For, for the longest time, you've been trying to get people to pronounce your name correctly. Specifically, but finally, specifically Jeff, Jeff Probst. Finally, Jeff Probst was able to, to get that. Who wants to welcome me to the bottom? There's yeah, answer. it's not so bad. Well, this is the oddest tribe I've ever seen. There you go. More so than the five tribes, six tribes Otis has been in. Yeah, this is the oddest. This is the oddest tribe I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, it took a long time, guys. It yeah. took a long time. A lot of seasons had to pass before Jeff could pro- finally say it correctly. Who wants to welcome me to the bottom? Yeah, it's not so bad. That could have been an. Uh, well, this is the clip. oddest tribe <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Wow, this is the oddest. So, so maybe if we can combine, uh, who wants to welcome me to the bottom uh, with? This is huge. <laughs> I needed this. Ooh. Ooh. And then Jeff taking <laughs> turns going down on each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then this is the oddest tribe I've ever seen. All three tribes working together well, taking turns going down. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the bottom. We got to make a mashup. This and then is add huge. That to, what, okay, I think I figured it out. I needed Rob. this. Rob, yeah. We create a mix using Bryce's chorus. <laughs> I want to get freaky. Yeah. You're a freak. I'm a freak. <laughs> You're a freak. I'm a freak. This is the biggest thing I've ever seen. Welcome to the bottom. Welcome to the bottom. <laughs> All the tribes <laughs> take a turn going down. Exactly. I think we've got ourselves a, a hit. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you think that we... Have you effed with an orifice up to your wrist? Oh, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> what are the chances huge. you could get somebody from American Idol... To sing that song. Oh, I think probably at this point, I think with uh, however many, 15 seasons of American Idol, we, we I think, it, and uh, the clout of RHAP, I think we could probably yeah. get an idol There's to no record something. It. At least, at least top 32. Heck yeah, we got to yeah. get somebody to do something like that. All right, let's let's jump into uh, tweets from survivors. Okay, let's yeah, let's go. All right, uh, let's start with the current survivors. Um, let's see, uh, Morgan at uh, horrible Twitter name for Morgan here. Here's at underscore Morgan McLeod. Okay. Okay. Way to make things difficult, Morgan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have some better Twitter suggestions for Morgan? I think we should just follow the John Fincher school. 
Survivor Morgan. Exactly. You know, there's already been a Survivor Morgan. Really? Yes. Ah, I did not know that. All yes. right. Apologies. How about Morgan? Morgan of Survivor. Yes, Morgan of Survivor. Yeah. Uh, or how about? Uh, yeah. I guess the other Morgan could uh, probably wouldn't have wouldn't have much of a, a claim to Survivor Morgan. It wouldn't right. be like the Robs versus Johns thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite jokes from the roast. I don't remember who said it. Was somebody talking about uh, with Fincher? Uh, that your Twitter name is uh, Survivor Survivor John. That would be like if Mikey P Twitter name was Survivor Mike. <laughs> that was Tyson. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, more, uh, yeah. So Morgan tweeted, uh, "Sorry, everyone. Dot dot dot. Didn't realize my voice sounds like a chipmunk. LOL. Okay. Oh, okay. All right." All right. Well, that's. A, I'm glad she apologized for that. Uh, Jatia Taylor, a, another suspect uh, Twitter name. Okay. Her Twitter name is Jatia PhD. I okay. believe she also you okay. know, got I, to the. I, I think we we've established all right now a pattern of her wanting people to know she's smart. Yes, and I again I feel like and I go back to this a lot with Survivor and in life. The more you have to proclaim it, the less you are of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. Jatia P- was there another Jatia on Twitter? I can't imagine there would be. <laughs> yeah. Especially with that spelling. Jatia. Is there an apostrophe in there? Does, does, does Twitter allow you to have an apostrophe? No. So, that's. I mean, that's got to suck. If you've got an apostrophe in your name and then you're not allowed to use an apostrophe in your name. Yeah. That's got to hurt. Jatia, PhD, she tweeted, yep, that happened. Hashtag Survivor Cagayan. Hashtag Team Jatia. Hashtag uh, Team Brains. Actually, I'm, I'm curious to know the tweets uh, for uh, Team Jatia. Now let's hashtag that. Okay, let's see that. Um, let's see who's on Team Jatia. What are the average? Uh, what are the average tweets showing up on uh, Team Jatia? Do you think there's a lot or there's a few? I can't imagine there'd be too many. Okay, so let's see. Uh, hashtag uh, Team Jatia. There's actually a few. It looks like uh, uh, you know there's a there's a fair amount. I'm so su- I'm surprised. More surprised than when I looked up the other day uh the hashtag uh, world's biggest wedgie from amazing race that went that went viral. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, it looks like GT has got her supporters. She does have she does have supporters. Well, she she was she was obviously probably one of the bigger talking points around the water cooler today. Yeah, I think so. And on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So uh there you go. So there's there's support out there for the uh, team Jatia. Uh, you were ninety eight percent sure she wasn't going was, to have support. I was literally ninety eight percent sure that there would not be many tweets for Team Jatia, but I, I stand corrected, yeah. and that's why I'm not a nerd. That's what I like about you, Rob, is your willingness to admit when you're wrong. Yeah, I, I do. I I admit when I'm wrong. Uh, Tony, uh, another underscore Tony underscore Vlachos. Uh, he says uh, to Corinne, "Ha ha, uh, yeah, I'm sure you would like me if I didn't have that tattoo." LOL. That, so. A lot of the survivors uh, wrote back to Corinne after she did her podcast, okay. including Cass, who tweeted a picture of her face on a casserole after Corinne said, let's call Cass casserole because uh, I would rather talk to a casserole because this woman is so I like boring. that Cass did that. That's yeah. kind of funny. That's good. She owned it. Uh, Spencer Bledsoe at uh, Spencer BGM. Uh, what's the BGM stand for? Uh, brains. So he's Spencer B. Okay, so G and M, GM, Gina Marie. Ooh, I don't know. You'd better not be using my name on Twitter. <laughs> um, you don't know what that is, but uh, no idea. Just trust me on that. Uh, so, uh, so Spencer I don't know tweets. What the GM stands for. 
Uh, there's a 0.0% chance this tribe actually has an average IQ of 130. That's <laughs> Ooh, I like that. You know, I feel like Survivor, when it comes to the IQ, I feel like I don't trust necessarily what they're telling us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that they told me that, that... Going back to my season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I didn't... I was going to tell you, Jeff told me I had an IQ of 90, so... I feel like they really... I feel like the IQ is something that, that nobody can prove... And I felt like in my Survivor the Amazon finale, uh, there was a girl. Did you see my season? Yes, yeah. of course. So you remember Heidi? Yeah, of course. They, they told us that uh, in the finale, they even said, and Heidi, she, was, uh, she had, was one of the smartest players out there. She had an IQ, the highest IQ in the season. Like, really? But I, I think what that, what that really highlights is the difference between smarts and IQ. Yeah. You can test for IQ. I mean, it's, it's, this is something called IQ, and we're going to test for it, and we've decided what it is. We've defined it ourselves. So we're going to test for it. You can test for that, but it doesn't it doesn't translate into any actual value in the real world necessarily. I mean, you can have savants, you can have people who are uh, severely autistic, have high IQs. Mm-hmm. So uh, it doesn't necessarily mean anything in the real world. Yeah, Garrett Adelstein at uh, Garrett Adelstein. And I don't know if this is a typo or you can't fit Garrett Adelstein into Twitter. Okay. Looks like there's no N at the end. Okay. Um, <laughs> feels like that feels like that's a Twitter name we can improve on if that's the case. Yeah. So uh, he tweeted, Welp, looks like it's time to start submitting applications for bogus supplement products slash other late night infomercials. Hashtag must extend relevancy. Are there a lot of survivors that are on uh, late night infomercials? I can't think of any. Can you? I can't think of any off the top of my head. Rob, you know that you can scroll down with the mouse pad? Put two fingers and scroll down. Watch. Two fingers. Yeah, two what, fingers? What, what, what does no, that no, do? No, two fingers. Not like that. Like, like this, Rob. What are you instructing? Like instru- do this. Yeah, what? Like or the, now go the other way. Like, go the other, do the other thing. Go the other direction. Like the, go the other direction. Go the other okay. Direction. See? You know you can do that? No. Yeah. It changes the game. That you don't have to touch the arrows anymore. Ew. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, so Garrett Adelstein, that is confirmed. Uh Garrett Adelstein is t- at Garrett Adelstein. No N. Right. I feel like we could have improved on that. Poker yeah. Garrett. What there's gotta be a joke there. <laughs> no N? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Leave off the last end for savings. Ooh. Yeah, that could be the in- boom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Um, from Miss Foxy Tasha. Okay. Okay. Let's hear about it. I feel like of the Twitter names we've mentioned, I feel like that's like the best that of the bunch. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so uh, you know, Miss Foxy Tasha, she has a poem, a little bit of a ripoff of uh Jonathan Penner's uh the uh the night before tribal okay, from the Rob is a podcast uh happy holiday special yes, but yes, we'll go yes. with it. So here's what uh, should I read it as Penner? Absolutely. No. Twas the night before tribal. No. Uh it was the night before Survivor Kagayan. Kagayan. Uh-huh. Went all through the house. Not a castaway was stirring, not even their spouse. This must have been like eight tweets. Uh the torches were resting by the fire with care in hopes that St. Propes soon would be there. The castaways were nestled, all snug in their beds, with visions of palm fronds danced in their heads. In anticipation, the DVRs were set. Some double-checked to make sure they didn't forget. I might have forgotten. I could have forgotten. Yeah. Um, All new players, will they be wise? Can hardly wait to hear, come on in, guys. Now Luzon, now Apari, now Solana, it's here. The season 28 Survivor premiere. A battle, a brawl, an all-out fight. All starts tomorrow, so rest up and good night. Wow. That is, uh, that's a nice little poem. A little on the nose. Yeah, a little bit. A little on the nose. But 
Uh, good effort. Yeah. You like the effort. Good effort. It's cute. Cute. It's cute. I, cute. I, is it cute or hot? Definitely cute. Yeah, that's right. Definitely. I'm not slamming. That's that. right. That's right. You get um, that, did you get that slam poetry reference? Yes. Okay. All right. I, I didn't, but I do now. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Can I get another bell ring? Please? Sure thing. <laughs> All right. Other tweets. Uh, Jeff Probst, he tweeted uh, about last night. Um, if only Garrett had time to work out. Ooh, Jeff Probst. That's a, that sounds a little catty. That was pretty from, catty. From Jeff. That was pretty, that was, that was a low blow. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, we have uh, tweets from the Survivor alumni. Oh, let's hear them. Adas Music. After being the first vote off, how can David say he has no regrets? Zen master or master denial? Wait, did you have talking points when you yeah, came in today? I did. I did. I prepared. I wanted this to be good, man. Okay. Uh, Julie Berry. Uh, Julie Berry tweeting about Survivor. Uh, at Julie Berry 438. Talk about uh, a weak uh, Twitter handle. Yeah, what's the 438? You, you, know, you know better than me. Yeah, you know, she just got back from Thailand and Bali with my, my fiance. Yes. Yeah. And how was that? I mean, it looked it looked very fun from yeah, what they, I saw on Instagram. They both got really sick. They got hospitalized with food poisoning. Yeah, well, that's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But they had a good time. They had a good time. Uh, Julie Berry 438 she says good thing Garrett can go back to plush accommodations and rice uh, tosser can chew her own gums for food what does that mean tosser and rice oh and I'm sorry and I'm sorry and rice tosser rice tosser okay. <laughs> sorry <laughs> I thought it was like a chaucer yeah I don't know reference. Uh, good thing Garrett can go back to plush accommodations and rice tosser can chew her own gums for food yeah so Julie Berry did not like that Julie move. did not like that move yeah. She was obviously a bit angered by it. She didn't like it. Uh, Denise Stapley wrote, Yay, thanks, at Jeff Probst. I feel better after hearing one of the worst performances out of the gate in history of Survivor. Uh, and so Matt Singh, redemption. Yeah, yeah. You know, Jeff told us the same thing in our first challenge, and then we came back and won it. Yeah. In the puzzle. There you go. Laura, Laura M. beat her daughter. Yes, Jeff, so, when Jervis couldn't swim. I tweeted Jeff last night. I said, Jeff, what was worse? Our performance up to the puzzle or theirs? Yeah. I mean, they had like a 20-minute advantage in the puzzle when we in our team. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable that we came back and won that thing. Yeah. Um, here's Eliza. Eliza, my favorite tweeter during uh, Survivor. Yeah, she, she's, she is passionate. She is passionate, and she is great on Twitter. Perhaps, you can just imagine her eyes when she's tweeting. Yes. Perhaps the greatest tweeter of all time. All right, here we go. Uh, Eliza, she's uh, – Jatia's granny panties, granny panties are much less, all caps – Cute than her shirt. Hashtag Survivor. Okay. All right. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, cattiness in that. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I, now remember, Eliza was pissed off that Sierra was on the Brains Tribe. So now the fact that people are on the Brains Tribe and wearing granny panties. Right. This is too much. This is too much for her. Too much for she Eliza. Expects, she expects higher higher level of fashion. Yes. <laughs> um. Here is uh, Jeff Probst. Uh, he tweeted again. Uh, Tony is awesome, brilliant, Spice Shack. Uh, and Sophie tweeted at Jeff Probst. I had one when I was ten. So fun. I agree. <laughs> uh, Tyson tweeted. Uh, Every shelter I built had secret compartments or rooms. Did you know that? <laughs> no, this is all news to me. Go on. Yeah. Oh, that's what he's saying. Yeah, that's what he said. Well, Tyson also did all the photography for us out there too when he was out photography yeah yeah every every photo you see of tyson on survivor he took himself really yeah how'd that happen i i, I don't know it's the same way he made those compartments <laughs> in, in, in the shelters that's pretty amazing uh that's what he claims at least <laughs> <laughs> um this is from uh, francesca at dear franny again 
Another good Twitter. I name. like that one. I, Dear, Dear Franny Fr- might be one of the best Twitter. Dear names Franny, of look, if it's it's either your name or it's something clever. Yeah. Something Don't nice. come in with like letters and underscores yeah. and whatever. Oddest music. What is that? But that's that's at least that's a, a band. Okay. All right. Fair enough. You know. Um, it's either your name or it's something clever, yeah, not so, some combination with underscores yeah, and numbers and initials yeah. and stuff and like that. And if it's going to be an underscore and letters, at least be some sort of date. A date, like, yeah, like, like Julie Berry 438? Or, or like the day you joined Twitter. Or the year the day you joined Twitter. Twitter. No. The year you joined Twitter. You can't have a year. Like, come on. Let's say you join Twitter and your name is Garrett and you join in 2014. You could be Garrett 2014. No, because then in 2016, it looks stupid. Well, you just know that it's been two years since the man. No, <laughs> no. It's a name or it's something clever. All right. Are, you, are we getting this? I will also offer. I, I've offered my services to many reality stars at Rob has a PR firm. Okay. I will also work on. I, I will do free social media consulting with reality stars who are working on their Twitter handles. Would you, would you consult with me about perhaps changing my Twitter handle? What, what do Otis, you want to be? I'm just wondering. I mean, do you think Otis Music is the strongest possible Twitter handle? I mean, it's it's. I mean, I think it's good. I think it's already you're already branded. You're not like. Uh, but I do better. Otis was taken. That's why I didn't go. Otis. Yeah, but let's talk about this after after the show. Okay. All right. I just wanted to see your skills. Okay. Live. Yeah. That, again, it's not gonna. It's not like uh. You know, I come up with it off the top of my. No, head. that's not how you work. Yeah. Okay. I, I'd right. like to sit down with a pad and sort of scribble some things out. Okay. What kind of pad? Like a. Like a notebook. I got okay. like a hundred notebooks around here. Okay. You know. All right. All right. You're, you were moving them around because you said it didn't look good for I, the live show. I was being your uh, visual consultant for the live show. Yeah. 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 That's right. Like Otis was worried. Oh, this is so messy in here. Yeah. It's not. Rob, to be fair, Rob's office is very clean. There was just a few things that I thought looked a little out of place. So I moved I cleaned, them out of the I cleaned up. If anything gets messy, it gets messy. It starts to get messy over there. Right. On the other, on the other side because I keep all my clothes in here. Right. That makes, well, is, is that because Nicole has a huge collection hey. of clothing oh um yeah nicole has a lot of so oh. you're you're relegated to the guest room closet nicole, nicole's clothes sort of take up everything yeah. yeah same for me my my closet is uh it is, is in the other room as well yeah that's no, fine no 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 rights that's yeah. fine um okay francesca at dear franny she says come on guys hashtag black people can swim there you go oh okay so franny if we would have ever seen her in a challenge she might have been a great swimmer she was a great swimmer fortunately she's eating rocks now Yes, she's going to eat rocks. Um, and then here's Russell Hance. Uh, Russell Hance tweeted last night. Uh, he says, uh, O.S. Uh, she done a Brandon, L-M-A-O. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, this was the great, this was the tweet of the night for me. Uh, Russell tweeted to at Dereal Little Hance. That's yes. Brandon on yes, Twitter. Yes, yes. I think I he said, uh, he said, looks like I found the perfect woman for you. I will even throw rice at your wedding. <laughs> good for Russell. Yeah. Fantastic. That was good. That was great. Russell's great. That was good. I feel like I, I would like, you know, if I was consulting with Russell on his social media, yeah. I would encourage him to include an emoji every time he was tweeting while drunk. Ooh. Because, you know, he, like, he likes to tweet late night sometimes, and I think yeah. he's been drinking, and I'm like, oh. Is he drunk or not? I think you can just look at the the time of day and, and tell. Yeah, yeah, and tell. Now, Russell's. I mean, those are some fantastic tweets from Russell. I gotta yeah. give it up to him. For he that. he was good. He was good on Twitter last night. You, you should have a tweet off. A tweet off yeah, between should, who? All the Survivor contestants. That's what we do every week. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just saying. Every week is a tweet off. If you're a Survivor and you're listening, it's a tweet off. Well, that that is nice to finally announce that. Yeah. Well, let's give it a title. Let's let Survivors compete. You know. 
This is a, this is a little under the radar, you know. Do we are gonna have the tweet of the season? Is that like the sprint player of the right year? now? Russell's in the lead. Yeah. All right. Russell's in the clubhouse. Yeah. If anybody can beat Russell, I want to see. I want to see Fishbox step up. Yeah. You see the thermometer? It's getting up there, guys. It's 83. 80. 82.9. Can we put it? Can people on YouTube uh, see this? If I put it over here, let's see. Yeah, you can kind of see that. 80, 82.9 degrees. And neither of us has started sweating yet. No, no. Yeah. I wonder what the uh, breaking point is. Uh, what do you think is the Guinness Book of World Records for? Uh, I'm telling you, the, the podcast I did with Fincher up here. That was, that was uh, well, that was a pretty heated podcast. It was a heated podcast. Was there ever a time where you looked at Fincher and thought, we shouldn't be doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the whole time. Four minutes in. Four minutes. <laughs> Four minutes in. Thanks for coming, John. But, but Rob, we just got started. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, and then that's it for Survivor uh, Survivor tweets. Um, did you notice last night that they blurred the bulge? I did not notice that they blurred the bulge. Whose bulge did they blur? Garrett. Oh, okay. Garrett had a blurred bulge. Okay, I did not notice that, but I'm, I'm glad that we know now. I wonder how Tyson feels about that. Yeah, so you, and you were, so it didn't bother you? It didn't bother me. I, yeah. I mean, I, I just assume they're going to blur things all the time. Yeah. But had they not blurred it, it wouldn't have bothered me. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um. I, th- I think about this sometimes um, because I didn't play in a season where it was like they throw you off the boat and you're wearing your day clothes. Right. Uh, you, had, you had all the appropriate accoutrements. I, yeah. yeah. I feel like, uh, but I feel like I would feel awkward uh, in my underwear on Survivor. I was in my underwear this season to start with. Yeah. And it's a little uncomfortable. You have a bathing suit also? They didn't give us the bathing suit yet. They yeah. gave us the bathing suit right before the first challenge. Okay, so, so the they, first day we started you have off, to be in your underwear? We started off in jeans. I had They weren't even jeans. They were like Heavy velvet, like I don't know what tapestry. I would. I don't know what I would do um, as far as my underwear then, because I feel like, boy, I feel like these boxers. I feel like I wouldn't really have. Well, this... I, I I wore boxer briefs because I figured, all right, they'll be a little longer. So if I needed to wear them out, I'd feel at least somewhat comfortable. I wouldn't be wa- wanting to walk around in tidy whities Well, yeah, probably not. Or briefs. I think Philip right. sort of uh, sort of killed that. But I kind of yeah. feel like regular boxers, I feel like after a while, I feel like I would not necessarily have the security that yeah, I feel like. feel like something might pop out. I feel like at least the boxer briefs uh, after a at while least, are going to. like tight here. I feel like they're going to. Well, I feel like they might start tight there. But after a while, I feel like they're not going to be tight there. I feel like the boxer briefs would probably end up being more like a traditional boxer. Which would be fine because a traditional boxer after a while, I feel like it's going to get stiff from just the seawater and everything. Like a traditional boxer is made out of a different material than a boxer brief. There's like elasticity in a boxer brief that's not in a boxer. Yeah. Although the cotton would not be the ideal fabric. Yeah, you'd want like a tweed lycra blend. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's I was thinking about that last night. Like, boy, I wouldn't really want to be in my underwear. Yeah, I, I didn't want to be in my underwear either. Once we got our board shorts, I never went. Back. Seems like Garrett did not didn't was did not mind. Jesus, that guy. Yeah, well, he, like, how do you? First of all, how does that happen? Seems like I don't know. Like, how do you get there? I don't I have no Even idea. Even if I wanted to get there, I have no idea. I wouldn't know how to get there. No idea. Morgan too. Seemed like Morgan was just very. But quick. that's that's a different situation. Yeah. Like uh, how she got there and how Garrett got to where he got with his body are two completely different paths. Yeah. Different. No, I just meant that they were both very quick to like, hey, let me strip down to underwear. And, yeah. And uh, and bra in her case. Yeah. And thankful, thankfully, we had a nice balance. Yeah. Yeah. Something for everybody yeah. last night. Exactly. Something for everybody. <laughs> exactly. Um. Did, was there anything else about the episode that you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, yeah, I think I think we got it. I think that's about right. Yeah, I, uh, I thought it was a fantastic first episode. I'm great, excited. Great first night. I feel like a great first conversation about the show. So I know we've kind of whittled it down to between five and six. If you had to choose one, who wins this season? 
But mind you, both I'm, sta- I, I'm staying with Sarah. Rob's spoiler free. I'm spoiler free. Yeah, spoiler free um, since 2003. I I'm gonna go with Sarah. I'm also gonna jump on the Sarah bandwagon. I never. I didn't yeah. start there. Did you start there before the first? I one? did. Okay. I didn't have. A, I didn't have. A I pick. did, and I actually Nicole picked her also, and I fought Nicole for her. You know what? Just, just who did Nicole pick? Did Nicole pick Garrett? Just for, I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember what Nicole. Just picked for the was. sake of conversation, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Spencer. I'm gonna go Spencer, and say Spencer wins this whole thing, and 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 pulls off what Malcolm was unable to. That's a bold prediction. Yeah, I think Spencer is good, but I don't think he gets all the way. Okay. All right. That's that's fair. All right. So so you heard it here first. Rob does not think Spencer has a shot at it. Yeah. Okay. I think he does. There you go. All right. Uh, Adas Music. So that's, I feel like now, do we want to plug your Twitter? Are you going to change it? Uh, no, I'm going to I'm going to keep it as it is. Yeah. So I think I think hang in there. Yeah. Hang, we'll hang in. Hang it, in there. By the way, I mean you you talked about it on national TV. You must have. Uh, <laughs> and then at the roast, that was a great joke. That was you know, a good who, one. Who, who, who that was that poverty. Joke? Poverty. Yeah. Poverty was good. That uh, the, if if you didn't see the joke was uh, that Sur- Survivor's uh, a powerful show. Yeah. That uh, Cochran had got hundreds of thousands of Twitter followers. Uh, Otis plugged his Twitter and lost seven followers. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. That was great. That is what happened. Too. Very funny joke. Um, all right. So follow at Otis Music. Um, any, any anything besides uh, your Swedish friends? So yeah, so we have my Swedish friend, and then uh, my fiance Christy launched a clothing line. Yes, and so the website for that is shopdon.com. What does the Dawn mean? Like Dawn is her middle name, D A W N, not Dawn Meehan. No, not Dawn Meehan. Shop S H O P Dawn D A W N dot com, and that's her middle name. She she launched this uh, woman's clothing line, and uh, it's super limited run stuff. Uh, it's a higher price point, but it's really beautiful, and she designs all the stuff herself. Everything's made in L A. So. I'm helping her do that. I'm 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 the guy behind the guy. Oh, you're the guy in the spy shack. That's right. That's right. I'm the Tony of the business. Uh, so yeah, that, that's what we're working on, and we our baby's due in June. Rivers due June. So I'm I'm trying to learn as much as I can about being a parent before it actually happens. But yeah, okay. I'll give you a crash course. I I I, I love that. Yeah, I I don't know anything. I, it seems like you know enough. I know I know enough, but Nicole does. Nicole is amazing. Nicole does the majority of the work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, and she loves it. Right. Well, I I think that's. I mean, Okay. Yeah. Good. Good, good. There are some people that are like, oh man, I like I can't wait to get back to my job and blah blah blah. blah. Nicole lo- loves yeah. being a mom. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I look forward to watching Christy be mom. Yeah. And uh, myself being a father. Yeah. All right. So we've got we're just getting started here this season. Week one of Survivor Podcast is in the books. Yeah. We have a lot more coming up here on Rava's website in the next couple of days. We have a Big Brother Canada preview. Are you are you, uh are you privy to the Big Brother at all? I, I know nothing about Canada. Yeah. I don't even know what the names of we the love we are. love Canada. By the way, I, I will also be blogging for uh, Global TV in Canada Amazing. this season. By the way, it's a lie. I do know all the provinces in Canada. I'm just joking. Oh, I just don't know anything about Big Brother Canada. Big Brother Canada. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be previewing the uh, cast of Big Brother Canada. That's going to premiere on Wednesday night uh, on Slice. In do you Canada. feel like Big Brother Canada is going to feel superior to Big Brother USA after the Sochi uh, hockey performance by mm-hmm. their national team? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I know that hockey is a great source of pride for the Canadians. Yeah, they're probably they, they yeah. won the gold, and hockey is gonna. They're probably gonna walking them. with their head high That's right, right now. That's right. Um, but Big Brother Canada is good. Okay. A little different than American. It's a little. It's it's maybe like uh, sort of like uh, Canadian football to American football. Okay. Now there are fields there, a little wider. There are rumors. Twists. There are rumors that Hayden Moss is going to make an appearance on Big Brother Canada. Well, you know there is a a rumored slot. Of the final house guest on Big Brother Canada, yeah. Um, Hayden Moss has uh, 
has disappeared, uh, at least as far as as I could tell. Oh, oh. let me let me turn that down. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly uh, where where he might be. But that's, so if Hayden, it's Moss a possibility. Does appear on Survivor. That's a possibility. Canada. Yeah, that that would be we a game will, changer. Yeah, and we might have to rehold the Mister Survivor <laughs> debate if that's the case. <laughs> that that would mean that my actual candidacy was a yeah. illegitimate candidacy. Uh, yes. So no, I gotta that that sound is uh, my neck. I'm actually gonna be interviewed on another podcast. Oh, so we gotta uh, go. Yeah, I'm gonna be interviewed on the podcasters roundtable talking about uh, video podcasting uh, in the next uh, in about eight minutes. Okay. So let me just uh, wrap this up. Thanks to everybody. Thanks uh, to who made it all the way. Quick, uh, what's the hashtag? Don't say Team Jatia because it's too crowded. What's my hashtag? Give me a hashtag for people who got to the end of this. Too. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, hashtag uh, Tony's. Fort. Yeah. Tony's <laughs> Fort. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Is there no apostrophe? No apostrophe. No apostrophe. Tony's Fort. Uh, thank you, Otis, to sitting here in this 83.6 degree room with Ooh. me. Yeah. With, with no limited water. Thanks for having me, Rob. It was, it was a pleasure. I hope to be, I hope to join you for other podcasts. Yeah. Uh, yes. And Otis, that's why I wanted to get Otis. If this was any other circumstance, I would have to say, let's wait on Otis, but let's get it. I wanted to get the big podcast out of the way and then uh, maybe for voicemails, whatever, that you'll, you'll show up again later in the yeah, season. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And uh, thank you if you are considering becoming a patron of Rob as a Podcast. That link is robhasawebsite.com slash patron. I also forgot to mention, uh, in addition to incentives, there's also a private Facebook group for the patrons where a lot of the Rob as a Podcast patrons are talking uh, about all things uh, reality TV, and it's a lot of fun. And uh, I love chatting in there with everybody. Um, and uh, subscribe to the podcast as well. Uh, we appreciate uh, all your subscriptions and uh, show reviews. You can get those links as well on robswebsite.com. And I got to run. So thanks to everybody. Thanks, Otis. And we'll talk to you again soon. Peace. Bye.